Today's podcast is sponsored by First Amendment Comedy Takeover, July 23rd to the 28th. Go to factphilly.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, June 24th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police are investigating multiple shootings that have left 11 people injured since Saturday, including a teenager. This is like, you know... Right out of when the weather gets nice, yeah. then yes. we see yep. the shootings. That's always the case. The most recent shooting occurred early Monday morning. Investigators say a 63-year-old man was shot around 3 a.m. while closing his seafood, seafood store in the 1900 block of West Hunting Park Avenue. Uh, police say the suspect got out, walked to his trunk, removed a weapon, and opened fire on the victim. He was shot four times in the torso. He was rushed to Temple University Hospital in stable condition. Police believe that he was the intended target. On Sunday, a 21-year-old man was shot twice in the back while in the rear driveway of a home in the Chaconi section. He was taken to the hospital in critical condition in Point Breeze. A total of four people were shot after gunfire erupted late Saturday night. The victims ranging in age from 23 to 27 years old. Uh, and they were hit in the 2400 block of Moore Street. In the 700 block of North 46th Street in West Philadelphia, a 21-year-old man was shot five times while smoking a cigarette in his backyard. He is expected to survive. In the 2800 block of North Sanson Street, a 55-year-old was shot in the back, listed in critical condition now. And then the 2600 block of West Summerton Street, a 24-year-old was shot in the back and listed in critical condition. Now, by Sunday afternoon, bullets struck a 16-year-old boy and narrowly narrowly missed an 8-year-old on the 300 block of North 6th Street. The teen is recovering at the hospital. Around 3.30 Sunday, a 39-year-old man was rushed to the hospital after he was shot in the 2300 block of St. Albans Street. He's currently listed in critical condition. All of these shootings that occurred, no arrests have been made. No, wow. Anyone with information is asked to contact police. You can call 215-686-TIPS. And, of course, you can remain anonymous if you would like. But if you have any information, they're asking that you please call them. A family in Berks County has been left stranded after their driveway washed away. Uh, For the last few days, Larry Evans has had a very difficult time getting to and from his Berks County home. Wednesday's heavy rain caused a rush of water from a creek to rush down the hill of his home that sits atop uh, of Yorkshire. Road. Now the only drivable access to his home has been cut off. He says it's dangerous, uh, adding that there's no way for police or fire to reach his home. Dude, it looks like a chasm. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just huge. And he's on the other side talking yeah. to reporters like, well, he's yelling across yeah. this, this gap. It's nuts. <laughs> uh, Evan said the insurance told him the damage is not covered. The gas company that had been running pipelines through his property and removed several trees where the water gushed from uh, also refused to help. So after the driveway road, his family got creative, and they attempted to build a bridge made of rocks. He said that didn't work, so the, t- the family temporarily built a wooden footbridge. Uh, they say they are stranded with no one offering to help except for some neighbors who have stopped by. Could aliens be checking out Kansas City? The National Weather Service says it has yeah! no idea what the white orbs spotted over Kansas City on Thursday evening were. Hundreds of uh, replies on the NWS tweet speculated that the orbs could be balloons from the Google Loon Project, or it could be we aliens. Yeah. <laughs> or it's aliens. The National Weather Service says the orbs weren't moving, making it unlikely that they were weather balloons. Uh, the local news station says that the likeliness. Uh, the likeliest suspect appeared to be the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, which launched three balloons in Maryland Monday night. This is control. <laughs> Uh, and they launched these balloons as part of a test, but the National Weather Service is saying that it's not balloons because they're not moving. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what they're saying. <laughs> 
This is Central Control. Dude, I haven't heard that second clip of that guy in a long time. This is a guy who believed that he could channel oh, yes. yeah, he was these aliens would speak through him. Yeah, yeah. And some people believed him, and he would that's how he would get into his... This uh, is Central Control. Oh, my God. I love this stuff, though. It's so good. I spent yeah. a good portion of the weekend watching crap like this. Yeah. Well, yep. they need this guy in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, Maybe yeah. head out there. Mm-hmm. In sports this morning. <laughs> Ball sacks are yummy. The Phillies lost again, falling to the Miami Marlins 6-4 yesterday afternoon. Oh, come on! It was the Phillies' seventh loss in a row. Rookie right-hander Jordan Yamamoto won for the third time in three career starts. Jared Cooper and Brian Anderson hit consecutive home runs, and the last-place Marlins swept the three games in Philadelphia for the first time since August of 2009. The Marlins... Out hit the Phillies yesterday 16-4. to They're at home again tonight as they open up a four-game series against the New York Mets. Steven Matz will go for New York, and Jake Arrieta will start for the Phillies. Game time is at 7.05. In France, the Women's World Cup continues today for the Americans as the United States plays Spain in its first knockout round game. The U.S. was the tournament's most dominant team in the group stage, winning all three of its games. They set a group stage record by scoring 18 goals while not allowing any in wins against Thailand, Chile, and Sweden. But in the knockout round, Team U.S. USA is one of the only two group group winnings, sorry, winners that played a second place finisher instead of a third place finisher. The U.S. will play Spain with a lot less rest than the Spaniards. Today's match is scheduled to begin at noon. And that's what I have for you this morning. I right, thank you very much, Kathy. It was a beautiful weekend. The weather is spectacular. I hope you got out and enjoyed oh, some of that. It was so good. Oh, man, oh, man. A quintessentially perfect yeah. summer weekend. Agreed. All the way around. So uh, hopefully you did get out and enjoy it. We have some stuff lined up for you this week. We have a new Word of the Week prize, and we have four ringside seats. For WWE Extreme Rules, which is Sunday, July 14th at the uh, Wells Fargo Center. So if you are a fan, you're going to want to get on board for that. The letters come up at the end of the show each and every day this week and on Friday. It'll make a word and we'll see if you can win. Uh, we also have some events going. We have a movie screening. Guess what? Spider-Man Far From Home. Wow. We got a screening of that. Seems like Endgame was just, you know, in I the know. theaters. And now we have this. But the advance, of course, as always, is great. Wow. And this is Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. Okay. Uh, UA King of Prussia, 730. You need to be there by 7. If that's the case, we got to start giving some away right now. I know. I'm we'll excited. take five callers and we will put you on the list right now. 215-263-WMMR. I've got some information about Tom Holland Letting something slip over the weekend. He always does. People weren't too happy about. <laughs> but Spider-Man Far From Home, yes, we have that screening as you would expect it. Uh, and it's Wednesday, 7.30 at UA King of Prussia. You need to be there by 7. Five callers for now. But we'll give away a bunch of those through the course of the day. You know what? Today, we've decided, is your day. We're going to have our undivided attention on you. It's just us and you today. No guests, us and you. We're going to have a damn good time on this Monday morning and set the week up right. To be honest, I was a little... Uh... Like thrown off, I heard you on the phone with Tom Hanks on Friday's. I said no. Book. I said no. Yeah, I said no. We, we need we need to get close. Yeah, we need to, we need to make sure that we, we need us time. We need us time. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Great. We love you. We love you. Big fans. But seriously, man. We had an no. entire Ferris wheel filled with <laughs> characters that you'd played over the years. Oh, yeah. But no, no. 
today. It's us and you. <laughs> uh, so that's what we have. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. I do have a full stack of entertainment stories I don't want to share with you that took place over the weekend. So we'll get to those and more giveaways with the stupid question as we return in just a moment. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to do the stupid question this morning. Give away a $50 Rita's Water Ice gift card. You can use that now that it's getting up into the 90s. Question I have for you is the giant centipede, which can actually catch bats in flight. Oh, dear. Lives in what continent? 215-263-WMMR. All right, so the giant centipede, which can catch bats in flight. Lives in what continent? The stuff of freaking nightmares. Absolutely. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you can uh, get an answer. Get the correct answer. Today is Monday, June twenty fourth. Some birthdays today. From the world of music, one of the all time greatest guitarists in the world of rock and fusion, Mr. Jeff Beck celebrates his seventy fifth birthday today. I love Jeff Beck. He's love great. his style of playing. Yeah. Super talented. This Freeway Jam. Yeah. Oh man, it's a great song. Yeah, and he's uh, he's kind of a fringe artist. You know, he was he was originally deep into the world of rock, but then he started sliding into this jazz yeah. rock hybrid, and it's he just loves it. And and he, he lives, he's yeah. got an audience there, and people love what he does. And he the dude can play. He's phenomenal. One of my favorite pieces of playing is when they did the. Um, he played the guitar on Rod Stewart's um, People, People Get, Get Ready. Ready. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. And it's really great. Yeah. Uh, there's a great documentary that was on, I think it was on HBO about him, and uh, just wonderful. 75 years old, Jeff Beck. Happy birthday to you today. Uh, also celebrating a birthday today from the world of music, Kurt Smith, who's one of the lead singers, or, or a singer with uh, Tears for Fears, or Ro- Roland Orsball's the main, the main guy, guy yes. but, uh, but Kurt Smith is the other singer in the band. So, uh, a Tears for Fears concert ranks in my top five. I saw them at wow. the Beacon in New York. Great band. Uh, this is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So he turns 58 years old they have a birthday to him peter weller has his birthday today i'm a big peter weller fan too there's a lot on here that's that's yeah in your uh your range today steve peter weller robocop buckaroo Banzai, lots of other movies he was even in star trek into dark he was really good he's a bad guy yeah he's so bad didn't know that was gonna happen uh, but he's 72 today, so happy birthday. Uh, George Pataki, former governor of New York City, or New York, I should say, is uh, 74 today. The Patakster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? Let's double back. Peter yeah. Weller's birthday today. Thank you. Nancy Allen's birthday. Ho-ho! And she was in RoboCop. That's right. The, the female uh, police officer. They can fix anything. Yeah. yeah. This happens a lot when you do birthdays. Uh, it, it'll be somebody's birthday, and then... Somebody else's birthday that was in a movie with that right. person, and I always think, I'm like, oh my god, they probably had a birthday party on they, set. They probably, they probably did, did. and <laughs> Robocop probably danced the Tarantella. Right? <laughs> uh, I always thought she was super cute. She uh, was. Uh, she was uh, the bitchiest of bitch girls in Carrie. Yeah. And uh, right. yeah. she got hers, though. Spoiler alert. Uh, she's 69 today. Sherry Stringfield, who was on NYPD Blue and uh, on ER, Dr. Susan Lewis, she's 52. Supermodel Petra Nimkova 
is 40 today. I've lost track of all the Super Bowls. There's oh, so yeah, many. Too. But she's the one where the, when the tsunami happened. Oh, she held yeah. on to the tree. Or, yeah, and she lost, lost her boyfriend. Lost her boyfriend, yeah. That's right. Fiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also Mick Fleetwood's birthday today. Mick Fleetwood turns 72 years old. Best known for running man. Uh, <laughs> and right. then he had a band on the side, right? He led the resistance. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I forgot about that. Uh, and he's just always, he's, he's a simple, he doesn't do anything really complicated. But, I love this song. But he plays exactly what the music calls for and therefore is considered one of the greats. I like watching him play. I do, yeah. It's, you know it's what a I mean? very sort yeah. of slow, methodical. Well, and he also makes faces. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He opens his mouth a lot like he's really getting into it. Uh, Mick Fleetwood is 72 years old today. Minka Kelly. Minka. 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 She got an autographed baseball from uh, Derek Jeter, did she not? <laughs> and also his uh, penis. Was that part of the uh, the deal? You know, he's giving them an autographed baseball. Yes. Oh, my God. Minka, Minka is, a, uh, is very attractive. She yeah, made she the rounds. Is. She's 39 today. Mindy Calling, we just had her on. Love her. Uh, I think we might have said something about her birthday while she was on. Um, she's 40 today, so it's a big Ooh. one for her. Yeah. Her movie did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, the mini project, the office, uh, those are the big ones for her, but, uh, she's a very, very, very talented young lady. Uh, Solange Knowles. Oh, that was, uh, the sister Beyonce got in that, that bitch slapping fight with Jay-Z in the yeah, elevator, right? Was it Jay-Z? So. I think it was, right? Yeah. Uh, what? The, they, were, they were they were, all three of them were in the elevator at the same time. Okay, and Solange came after Jay Z. Okay, all right. Well, uh, Solange is thirty three, and I guess she's kind of a, a reality show gal. Too yeah, or she has her own singing career as well. Uh, Not obviously, uh, it's it's hard to top Beyonce's. Yeah, and then a local birthday, JJ Reddick of your seventy sixers is thirty five years old today. So, happy birthday to JJ. One more that I just found, Preston. Oh, would be oh remiss. no, yes. Arthur Brown. Oh my God! Yeah, the uh, the. I am the God of Hellfire. That's the one. And today's my birthday. <laughs> I am the God of Hellfire, and I bring you fire. <laughs> but today's I'm having a party. <laughs> Lots of ice cream. Gotta light the candles with fire. And a seven-layer cake. And um, hula hoops too. I forgot where I, he was on some tour. Oh yeah, it was when, listen when we had we didn't have him on the show, but Carl Palmer was in our studios. He was at our sister's yeah, in yeah. UK. Carl Palmer's a legendary drummer, and I wanted to meet him. And he came in the studio. We're talking to him. Ar- Arthur Brown was on that tour. There's a tour coming with uh, with Asia and ELP, or the, the the tribute to ELP. And Arthur Brown's on that tour. Wow! So he's no still idea. going. He's still going. How old is he today? He is 77 years old, yeah. I am the god of hellfire. And today's my birthday. (laughs) That should be his answering message today. Oh, my God, you're right. Wow. All right, well, happy birthday, man. Uh, Preston, you had mentioned candles. Uh, It's a belated birthday, but happy 10th belated birthday to my daughter, Avery, who turned 10 on Saturday. And I got to yes. tell you, we did so many things right on Saturday. I even got her this really great cake. We forgot to get candles. Like, well. dude, like, but you feel like a total failure. You do all these things. You set everything in place. You got the decorations. And then when it's time to sing happy birthday, I literally sat, sat there with a the, with the match in my hand. Are you serious? Yes. Hey, we do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do, right? Yeah. You, if okay. you hit on everything else, that's a small sacrifice. That was like every single birthday I ever had with really? my mom. Oh, yeah. She'd be like, the- candles. Did anyone get candles? Uh, Meanwhile, anyone. Yes. Has anybody ever taken like a full-sized, 
Yes, candle I did. That would use <laughs> oh, we had a candle for my mother's cake. Jam in the middle of the cake. <laughs> yeah. Wait, one time we had the candle in the jar. Oh my that god! Was, really? Yes. Yeah. And my mom used to make like a cake that had you know a hole in the middle of it, so she literally stuck it in the center of the cake. So birthday it's like candles, a cakes, and just stick the yeah. candle in the yep. glass in the middle. That's great. Birthday candles would fall in the, into that category of things you always see in the drawer around the house, but when you need them, can yeah, never find gone. them. Yeah. I have no idea where yeah, they are. Yep. Exactly. We had that the other day on Carter's birthday. We, yeah. We'd scramble together. It was like, you know, one of them was like a big number one, and the other one were like regular candles, all different colors. Uh-huh. You do what you got to do. Yeah, all right, let's see if we can get an answer to this. Uh, the giant centipede, which can catch bats in flight, lives in what continent? 215-263-WMR is the number, and I'm going to go to Mark, see if we can get the answer. Hey, Mark, Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. At what in what continent will you find the giant centipede, which can catch bats in flight? Uh, South America. You are correct. <laughs> One moment, Mark. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. We're going to give you a $50 Rita's gift card. The five-layer gelati is back at Rita's. Add an extra layer of custard. Add to your favorite gelati only at Rita's and only for a limited time. Uh, let's go to the box office results from the weekend. No surprise that Toy, excuse me, Toy Story Four was number one. One hundred eighteen million dollars is what it brought in. It's a bit below what they were hoping. Still a lot. And yeah. The last couple weekends have been kind of disappointing at the box office, so it kind of bounced back. Uh, Child's Play was mm-hmm. second. Uh, with only $14 million, so a bit of a difference there. I actually heard some pretty good things about it. That it about this, Child's Play? This Child's yeah. Play is um, less... It's 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 brutal, apparently. It's very violent. However, it's more addressing Preston the age of Alexa and Google oh. Home and uh, autonomous sort of things around the house. And oh. that's the angle of this Child's Play. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, then Aladdin was third, followed by Men in Black International, The Secret Life of Pets 2, Rocket Man. John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, is still in the top ten at number seven, followed by Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Dark Phoenix, and number ten was Shaft. We'll begin with some entertainment stories. Uh, Jesse Smollett uh, may actually be prosecuted for allegedly faking that infamous homophobic and racist attack in Chicago back in January. According to TMZ, the Chicago judge has ordered a special, special prosecutor to be appointed to review the way that prosecutors handled the case and dismissed it. Uh, the judge said in his order, if reasonable grounds exist to further prosecute Smollett, in the interest of justice, the special prosecutor may take such action. The judge added unprecedented, unprecedented irregularities identified in this case warrants the appointment of a special prosecutor. It's really wild. I cannot wait if it does move ahead to see what, because they sealed up so much stuff in this case, and uh, they're going to start unsealing it. Well, and, and you remember State's Attorney Kim Fox dropped all the charges against yeah. him, including 16 felony counts of lying to cops. And Jesse had claimed that he was attacked by two men. Uh, the judge said that the state's attorney messed the case up after Fox recused herself because of comments she made about the case. There was no one in her office properly overseeing the case. So she responded to the order saying... I respectfully disagree with the court's conclusion that, in the absence of any conflict, the appointment of a special prosecutor is required. She said, as always, I remain committed to transparency, justice, and the public safety of the communities we serve. So we'll see how this progresses. A man literally tried to steal Halle Berry's Los Angeles home from her. 
Okay. <laughs> Back in March. It turned out it's heavier than a thought. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> Same I, guy. I don't know if it's the stalker or not, but back in March, the Oscar winning actress returned to her home to find that her locks had all been changed. What? And a 59 year old guy named Ronald Eugene Griffin was living inside her home. So, so he she just was mo- away for a he while. He just moved in. What a bold idea. Law enforcement sources said that he first showed up to the actress's home in January and messed with the locks but ran off when he was approached by Hallie's gardener. (laughs) Then in March, cops received a trespassing call from workers at Hallie's home who said Griffin was there with a locksmith trying to get in, claiming that he was the new owner of the home and even had the deed to prove it. How How do you get this far? These are major celebrities here now, you know. Halle Berry was just in John Wick 3. Her career is still going pretty vitally. She clearly has money. Don't you have proper security to make sure someone can't rework all the locks on your house? I guess maybe if they're gone for several months. I mean, because she's not, is she married or? No, yeah, I so, don't think so. So she may just leave the property alone. But she's. You would think she would pay someone to oversee it. Especially with all of these stories that go on. Well, you know, what happens is now, in addition to the athletes going out, Preston, and their homes being targeted, they say that the thieves have gotten much savvier in Hollywood and Beverly Hills. Yeah. And what they do is if they know someone is away shooting a movie on location, they read the trade papers. They yeah. know what's going on. Listen to this. So so he, he, had the, he got the locksmith there. He had the deed to prove it. He then managed to have one of the locks changed and actually <laughs> called the police when he was approached by employees at the home. And then when the cops arrived, Griffin maintained he was the owner of the house. The LAPD realized that he was a fraud. Hallie told cops that uh, he had no idea who, or she had no idea who Griffin was. And My she, name is Halberry. And she never gave him permission <laughs> to be at the home. So Griffin was arrested and hit with a felony count of procuring and offering a false warranty deed and an additional count of petty theft. His bond set at 36000 So if this isn't our, her regular stalker, She's just got everybody latching on board. She's got state of the art. So look at the guy here. So imagine if you're if you're uh, one of these uh, tours of the stars' homes, and uh, you go by Halle Berry's house, and this guy comes out. You're like, God damn, she looks terrible. Uh, Meanwhile, sources say that uh, Griffin didn't even know the home was Halle's at all. So that's what he sure. Friends and family of Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are beginning to arrive in Paris ahead of the couple's second wedding. This is so exciting. When are you going to get there? On Sunday, I haven't made my plans yet. On Sunday, the couple was spotted out with uh, Jonas's brother Nick, along with actor Wilmer Valderrama and his reported girlfriend Amanda Pacheco. Wow! Uh, during their outing, Turner, so exciting. Wore, Turner wore a plaid blazer over a white t-shirt and shorts while holding hands with Jonas, who opted for a tan jacket, black t-shirt, and black jeans. <laughs> it's just wonderful because you can really paint the picture when you know exactly what they're wearing. Of course you can. So Nick's wife, Priyanka Chopra, was also seen walking in the French capital on Sunday. Mm. Uh, the sightings come after numerous photos of the newlyweds enjoying the city of love this week. On Saturday, the Game of Thrones actress and the Happiness Begins hitmaker were seen Walking hand in hand. Later in the day, the Jonas Brothers singer rode scooters throughout the city. They rode scooters? No, no, scooters. scooters. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, you know, the French are known for it. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? When I was um, in scooters. Well, I was in France uh, back in October for a yeah. day. And uh, they have scooters all over the place. Like, um, And they just leave them there. Well, so Casey, you rent them? Yeah, well, yeah that, that's popping up. Philly's one of the few that doesn't have them. When I was in St. Louis, same thing. Yeah. They're all over the place. So what you do is you use, use a credit card, 
and um, swipe and take or, it, or, or is it an app? I'm sorry, okay. use an app. You just take it, yeah, and then you have to send a picture of it when you're done mm. uh, okay. to prove that you 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 know you've left it where you left it and it hasn't been damaged and so on. But they're just. You just leave them. You just leave them in the middle. Wow. Of the like anywhere, anywhere, yeah. and you can just leave yeah. them anywhere. I find it so bizarre. I know it's so, wild, but apparently it works. Yeah. The only thing is, people run into other people with them from. Time well, to people time. are getting. Right. Her. I, I, um, when we were in Nashville, they had them there as well, and uh, we were talking to somebody who lived there, and they said that they're actually uh, going to ban them in a month because they have so many ER visits from visitors that come. And, so it worked out. Well, but they said that the company <clears throat> is not monitoring um, uh, the rules and regulations properly. Yeah, yeah. and also people are just leaving. Them in the middle of the sidewalk we had a comedian in studio his um he lives in la and his instagram handle is like lackjaw what the hell is his name but he had a video of him just running over these these uh scooters that people left in the middle of the sidewalk because mm-hmm. he was like dude th- these are in my way now right as a result of of you know how they're you know setting this whole thing up so they were riding scooters through paris and uh, they were also seen together on Thursday outside of the Hotel Costas in, after uh, enjoying dinner with friends. Well, they eat dinner, too. <laughs> they're having so much fun. Wow. Uh, but they're in Paris, and they're getting ready for their second wedding. Now, also vacationing all over the place. Uh, the Obama family is doing a luxurious uh, European vacation, and they spent time in Italy with two special friends, George and Amal Mm-hmm. On Sunday, the men were spotted arriving by boat near a dock on Lake Como in uh, Cernobio, near where the Clooney's have a home. Barack, uh, could you throw me that tow line? Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> it's great to be here on Lake Como, isn't it? <laughs> uh, the former president and first lady were spotted out with the actor and his international human rights lawyer wife on Saturday. Mr. and Mrs. Obama have been on vacation with daughter Sasha and Malaya. Their trip... Sasha Malaya, come quickly. Their trip started in the south of France last Friday, days after Sasha's high school graduation where they were spotted in province, hiking, dining out, and absorbing the area's rich culture. So my wife went with her sister on vacation a few years ago to Lake Como. Yeah. It's unbelievably gorgeous. If you remember in um, The Phantom Menace, when they have the, you know those romantic scenes where they're yeah. out, that's Lake Como uh, in a Casino Royale. At the end, where uh, Bond shoots the guy as he's going up to his estate, you've seen they use it all the time. Yeah. It's just beyond beautiful. Okay. Uh, well, the Obamas' office declined to discuss their plans, citing their status as private citizens. The four were closely tracked by local media and the tabloid press. They even visited another famous friend, Bono, stopping by his estate. It's great to see you guys in Ez. I was just making s'mores. Oh, really? What? That's a delightful treat. I uh, mean, this is hobnobbing with the higher echelon. Yeah. Uh, the, he has an estate in EZ. Is that how you say that? E-Z-E is how you... Uh... Why not? Oh, E-Z-E. He was E-Z-E. in uh, NWA, right? Yeah, yeah. Man, oh, man. E-Z-E has an estate in Lake Cuomo. E-Z-E. Well, he's been dead for years. Next to the Flavor Flavor estate. Meanwhile, those looking to follow the double date with the Obamas and Clooney's are in luck. As part of a campaign, this is pretty cool. All right. To raise donations for the Clooney Foundation for Justice through Omaze, the famous couple is opening the doors of their luxurious villa on the Lake Cuomo, on Lake Cuomo to one lucky couple in a new sweepstakes. Anyone can enter simply by going to omaze.com slash Clooney and the experience includes lunch with George and Amal, Ooh. samples of some of Italy's finest uh, Prosecco, charcuterie, and cheese, 
as well as a round-trip airfare for two, including four-star hotel accommodations. And all the proceeds will go toward the Clooney Foundation for Justice, which advocates for justice throughout accountability for human rights abuses around the world. So you just you make like a $10 donation? Usually, usually that's the way it works. I don't know what the minimum donation is, but yeah. So how do you afford all this? <laughs> I, that's what I was thinking, too. Yep. So you gotta uh, come to my house. Well, it used to be my house until I was let go. Uh, you can enter to win. Have you guys ever entered one of those? No. No. I've really thought about it because, like, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. does them sometimes. Or you'll be he'll escort you yes. to the Avengers premiere. And there was one with. The, I'm like, there's no way I'll ever win, but I somebody wins. Doing it, somebody yeah. does win. Yeah. The only time I ever entered uh, was one with uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon to do something with them together. I don't yeah. rem- even remember what the category was or what the charity charity was, but to me, it was worth it. Yeah, and you know, if it's charity, you support. Yeah. Then, then why not? It was you know? an afternoon at Floral and Hardy. Next. <laughs> oh, oh, I like their displays. <laughs> All right. So during Friday night's episode of the Graham Norton Show, Tom Holland revealed one of the major deaths from. Avengers Endgame. While promoting his upcoming Spider-Man Far From Home film, he said the film is a direct continuation of Avengers Endgame, so we deal with the ramifications of the blip and the death of, and I'm not going to say it here, and then he ate, so because he named a yeah. character, and then he added, sorry if anyone hasn't seen the film. If you haven't, then you're living under a rock, to be honest. So he flat out gave away a very big plot point. Uh, for Endgame, even though it's been out for a while, you still, even if there's... You never know. Even if it's years past, yeah. if I'm talking to someone, I'll, before I reveal something, yeah. I'll say, you, you've seen it, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Spoiler, just, or spoiler alert. Or spoiler alert. Or just yeah. don't say it at all, because, I mean, you said it all by saying the ramifications of, of Endgame. Right. Yeah. Now, but that's because it. it's, it's, if you go to see the movie it'll and you haven't seen Endgame, it, it will directly reveal to you yeah. what, what has happened in Endgame. There is a great uh, piece of footage floating around Preston where he and Jake Gyllenhaal are at some press conference. I think it's in um, Japan. Mm-hmm. And he comes into the press conference in a, a Spider-Man costume, comes in, does a forward flip down into a Spider-Man pose. Wow. And everyone goes nuts. Yeah. It's you know, he can do all that. He can. He was he was a dancer. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. he a singer, it's he's a, a dancer. Yeah. Uh and yeah, he's got the that uh agility. Oh, so, it's so cool. That's awesome. He he is as close to a real Spider Man as you could be at this point. Well, I love that I mean this is very very and I'm Fairly certain he actually did this, but there's a scene in Far From Home That's where, he's, where he's kind of sitting on the bed, yeah. and Happy comes into the room, and he does like a little backflip over the That's bed. That's real. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's him doing it. You know who else can do that? Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr can do she that. Cannot. Yeah. You, what, her, she, she has uneven parallel bars at her house. Yeah. And she and Andrew Dice Clay are going to go on tour, turns out. Wow. Uh, the, yeah, Porgy and Bess, right? The tour is entitled the Mr. and Mrs. America Tour. Dear God. They're Mr. and Mrs. America. Clay told Fox News that he doesn't think that uh, Roseanne Barr has a mean bone in her body, saying she's a she's a comic because she's wacky. He said, I've known her since we were kids. When uh, people ask about what she said, I say she's a comic. we got to stop policing comedians. This is America, he did, added. Um, what? Did you see A Star is Born? Not yet. He's I can't see it. it. He, play, he plays her dad. Yeah. He's great. Okay, He's really good. America really needs to lighten up, he said, and not worry about the words comedians use because it's all we have. There's clean stuff and there's street stuff. I'm a street guy because I tell it like it is. I'm living it more now than I have for a really long time. Uh, My shows have been longer. My material is fresher. With these shows, I can do as long as I want because it's a one-night show. It's one show a night, he says. 
Uh, so the tour, tour is going to kick off at the Paramount Theater on Long Island on September 19th. Wendy Williams says that she has regained control of her career since filing for divorce. Everything her, is back <laughs> on track. Her estranged husband and former manager, Kevin Hunter. <gasps> She's so hyperbolic all the time. Uh, during a panel at Black Enterprises FWD conference last week, she said, now the difference in my business is that it used to be Kev and the team show up, and then Kev would bring me in until he knew, okay, the deal's done. The difference now is <laughs> no Kev. Uh, now it's time for you to meet the people. Uh, not meet now. the people? Yeah, she goes, I don't know. The hell is she talking this. about? Uh, and not now. I want to be in the first conversation of the deal, and I want to be in every meeting until the deal is done, and now that's the way I roll. You know what's it about, Peston? What? Courage. Yes. <laughs> it's about courage. Put them up. Put them up. Uh, during the conference, she also discussed... It really is. I Now I think of her as the cowardly lion, because uh, she, she, hair color is the same, size is fairly similar, <laughs> facial features are almost exact. She, uh, she also discussed the importance of not rushing to become a, to become a parent in your 20s. It's about stomping from time to time to oil the tin man. She said, uh, shout out to all the parents. I'm a parent too, but you've got to slow down on having these kids when you're 22, 23, 24. All right. You use your 20s to be selfish for yourself. Grow up. Grow your business. Kids are an obligation, and that obligation will slow you down. <laughs> That will slow you down. Uh, there you go. Uh, perfect side-by-side here. I'm Preston. sorry, what? They're right up in picture right here of the cowardly lion next to Wendy Williams. Nice. <laughs> so Wendy and Kevin were married for over two decades, by the way. So she's moving Wow. Around. Dog the Bounty Hunter's wife, Beth Chapman, is in a medically induced coma after having been hospitalized in Hawaii on Saturday. Uh, Chapman was having another breathing issue, and sources say a 911 call was placed from Beth and Dog's home. Mm. Which reported a choking emergency. Uh, Chapman has been struggling with throat cancer for years. She was in remission for years, but last November the cancer returned, and she underwent aggressive chemotherapy. Uh, Dog has asked the public to humbly ask everyone to please pray for Beth. So she is in a medically induced coma as we speak. Uh, according to Page Six, Venus Williams and her boyfriend Nikki Hammond have split. The source told the tabloid they dated for two years and have broken up. It's not because they don't love each other. They do. They are still friends, according to one source. Uh, They uh, simply weren't on the same page, according to the source, regarding marriage and children. Uh, There you go. Sometimes that'll happen. Another source says the relationship simply ran its course. Uh, She's 39. He's 27. So they're done. Uh, former Playboy playmate Valerie Mason, who was featured on The Girls Next Door, yes, uh, was arrested for drug possession in Louisiana, specifically for meth. Yee. Well, this works out really well because she's currently on The Meth Dealers Next Door. Uh, according to TMZ, she was booked for possession of a controlled dangerous substance on Friday night. She was released the next day on a $3,000 bond. On the arrest record, though, it says no drugs were actually found on her. It was actually found in the pocket of the man who was driving the car. So... It, uh, uh, her mugshot here, and you've seen them. They're they're actually uh, incredibly sobering. When you see someone prior to their meth addiction and after, it just turns them into into zombies, walking yep. corpses. Yeah. I'd like to see her before because uh, this one right here, this picture in the studio, so her mugshot is 
scary. Uh, you think not, so? It's not, not as bad, bad as ones of my, as, you know, uh, some of the ones. You, so there's, there's, the there's a picture of before. Yeah, yeah, I mean, compared, I, mean, you, I, I don't, you didn't see your teeth in the mugshot or whatever. But True. Mugshots, you know, they don't they don't light them properly, so you know you need to work on yeah, that. You need to work on I'll that. Let you maybe. touch up your makeup Something. a little bit. It'll give you a little room. Carrie Underwood got a one-of-a-kind gift this week when she traveled to Wisconsin with her Cry Pretty 360 tour. On Friday, the 36-year-old country star shared a photo of the very unique replica, which it, it is it is her. It's an image of her that has been carved into a 40-pound block of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down with this. So it is a sculpture of Carrie Underwood made of cheese. She wrote on Instagram, the Pfizer Forum outdid themselves tonight. <laughs> she had a picture of the edible art, and it apparently it copies the Cry Pretty album art, portraying her with a microphone in her hand as tears fell down her face. I think, I wonder if cheese would be a good medium to work in, you know. Um, for I've, co- seen, I've seen it used before. Yeah. Uh, but I would imagine the, the temperature has to stay Kind of cool. So I can I can draw. I'm I'm a, I'm a decent artist, mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to take a crack at sculpting. Have you? Yes, I have. You should. I should. Do I start with cheese Work or do exclusively I... in cheese? <laughs> yeah, why not? I think it's a brilliant idea. Uh, so she is. Uh, yeah, she has tears falling down her face. The cheese block was displayed on a wooden plank alongside some strawberries, grapes, and more cheese. <laughs> she wrote, "This is me carved into a forty block pound of Wisconsin cheese." <laughs> In honor of our show here in Milwaukee, I'm speechless. And then, she, but she did. She added the the hashtag "Where's the wine," which is kind of cute. So, but like, uh, what? I would. Where do you start eating that? Do 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 you? Because it's so. Pretty. I know where I start. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, below no. the table. Oh, yeah. There's nothing down there. Uh, I would probably. I'd grab her nose. I'd cut oh, that, nose, little, cut that nose right off. Yeah, right to it. Uh, the Hollywood Walk of Fame is about to have a new star added to it for everyone's favorite caped crusader, Batman. Yes. As reported by Variety, the new list of honorees has been announced by the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce's Walk of Fame Selection Committee. Uh, these final picks were narrowed down from hundreds of nominees and include, among many others, the comic book hero Batman. From the motion picture category, you'll find Julia Roberts, Spike Lee, Mahershala Ali and Chris Hemsworth, all among those to receive stars. I didn't know Julia Roberts didn't have one by now. I would have figured she would have had yeah. one. Uh, television saw Andy Cohen, Wendy Williams, Christina Applegate, and Terry Crews all make the cut as well. They all have uh, stars and Julia Roberts doesn't. Well, they're going to get okay, them. Right. These, these are ones who have been approved. All right. Uh, musical artist 50 Cent, uh, Alicia Keys, Billy Idol, and Tanya Tucker are all being recognized. Uh, and from the stage, we'll see stars for Billy Porter and comedian Dave Chappelle. So these are all on the way. I wonder who will show up for the Batman ceremony. All right. I wonder if they're going to bring in some of the actors or... Who's you know. still alive? Burt Ward. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, is it oh, for the original yeah, yeah. series or actors right. are, since it's the character, right? Yeah, I would hope that uh, Michael Keaton and uh, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. They've all had a hand in it. Yesterday was the uh, 30th anniversary of uh, Batman, the Tim Burton Batman yeah. coming out, and uh, wow. there were some celebrations on Twitter and uh, trailers and stuff. It, it's funny to see the evolution of the last 30 years yeah. where the character's uh, gone. And I mean, Steve, I know you've tracked every 
you know, every, yeah. every bit that there is. But it's, I, it, that when Batman came out, when that version of Batman came out, Casey, you and I were the same age. It was that huge. Was, that was like the first big summer blockbuster that made an impact for me anyway. It was major. And, and uh, because most people were anticipating a uh, a retread of the very satirical, comical mm-hmm. Batman. And uh, Burton uh, took it in the in the way that I like, yeah. which is the, the darker way. I forgot that Jack Palance was in it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> You're my boy, Jack. That's my number one guy. (laughs) Would you like some soup? I just made it. It's cold. I'm in a strone. All right, we're ready for clips, folks. Years and Years chronicles the drama taking place within the Lyons family after their lives converge on one important night. In this clip, writer Russell T. Davies discusses the difficulty of shows like this taking place in the modern climate. I've always felt there's a bit of a divorce between drama and and the real world, uh, partly necessarily sometimes because it's nice to escape into a drama, but it's hard for a drama to kind of talk about what's really going on now and to to exist, so I want to just close that gap for this drama. There'll always be dramas with zombies and vampires and murders and stuff like that, but this is now. There we go. We just become best friends. Yep. Dave, he sounds like the the character that you do sometimes as a BBC. Tell us about that fascinating night on the series. Please tell us about on the series. Yes. Years and years. I'm not familiar with this. Well, it premieres tonight. All right. So then the hell with it. Nine o'clock on HBO. Most of these things I say uh, in the eighth season will wrap up tonight. Uh, No, this one is brand new and it premieres tonight, nine o'clock on HBO. Here's the next clip Legion. Features the schizophrenic mutant son of Charles Xavier trying to understand his place in the world and getting the root uh, to the root of his mental ailments. Here, Dan Stevens explains how he interprets the script. Hopefully by the time we get to shooting it, I have some sense of, of what I think is going on. And very often that's all I need. And that's all the, you know, the director requires is that you know, I, I feel like I know what's happening. And they will, they'll make of that what they will. You know, David is, is often in a very different place mentally to whoever he's interacting with. And so you know, I, can, I can sort of pick a path for him. I don't the- give a f- so uh, this is another one of these. Now there's so many superhero shows on that you you know, and I've I've jumped in and out, and and it's it seems good, but I I just don't have the time. Yeah, and I remember the the story of Legion from the comics when I was collecting those, and it's an interesting character because he's got all these different powers from all these different personalities, and right. he doesn't know how to control them, and it's kind of weird, but. Uh, the season three premiere of Legion is on tonight at 10 o'clock. That's on FX. There you go. All right. Club Risque, the cash boob. Can I let them choose which one they want, Case, or do you want me to give away a specific night? Uh, you know, I would let them choose, sure. All right. Sure, you can sure. either do Bristol on Wednesday or Philly on Thursday. Casey is going to be at Bristol on Wednesday. Nick is going to be uh, in the Philly uh, location on Thursday. And uh, it's a good deal because from uh, 8 to 10 p.m., the event's going on. That does include a one-hour VIP, excuse me, open bar at 8. And your shot to grab cash and other prizes in their cash boob that night. Cash booth, cash boob. You know, it's a strip club. It's what it is. Uh, So we can take uh, six callers, 215-263-WMMR, and uh, we'll put you on. Just let us know if you want to go Wednesday or Thursday night. And uh, you get some booze and maybe some cash. How about that? And hang out with Casey and Nick. Pretty cool deal. 215-263-WMMR is the number. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us through the course of the morning because we have a lot of stuff to give away. Chance to win. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything. 
That rocks. So it was weeks ago that the story first came out about this particular establishment. I think Marissa sent it to me because she said, this is all about me. Huh. <laughs> the Taco Bell Hotel. <laughs> yeah. She was really excited when she first heard about it. So they just released the pictures of it. Uh, over the weekend, yeah, we haven't had a chance to look at, at it yet. It's in Palm Springs, which I hear is gorgeous. By the way, Palm Springs yeah. is gorgeous. I've never been there, I've but been uh, there a couple of times. I, I love it. And that in Santa Barbara and that area is supposed yeah. to be just phenomenal. Isn't that near Palm Springs? Now? Palm Springs is is, is pr- pretty far from Santa Barbara. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Palm right. Springs is in the desert. Uh, Santa Barbara's on the coast. What the hell am I thinking of? You're thinking of Spain. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's it. I told you about the time my my uncle accidentally went to Palm yes. Beach. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Instead of Palm Springs. Wow, uh, this is closer uh, to the ocean oops. than I thought. Mm-hmm. And then they went to Portland, Maine, uh, thinking he was going to Portland, Oregon. Oops. Oh, my awesome. God. <laughs> Different story It's complete opposite end of the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same thing with Palm Beach and Palm Springs. This was pre-9-11. Wow. This is chilly. Yeah, yeah. You're probably thinking of Mount San Jacinto, which is right near Palm Springs. Maybe so. That's what you think. So, anyhow, Palm Springs is where the Taco Bell Resort is, and uh, reservations will soon be available. The pictures are just coming out. It's actually called the Taco... The, it's called the Bell Hotel and Resort, and they have activities that include getting taco-inspired nail art, taking a snooze on hot sauce packet pillows, and reservations for the new resort open at uh, 1 o'clock local time on Thursday, this Thursday, the 27th. I, I hope it has their website. a sense of, of, of fun gaudiness to it. It, it sounds like it does. The pictures, yeah, I saw yeah. the pictures, and Steve, it's exactly that. Like, the uh, the the walls are, you know, they're pictures of Taco Bell, you know, with the, the treats that are available yes, at Taco yeah, Bell yeah. and so on. And the pool floats or, you know, they, they look like burritos and stuff like that. Marissa, you look like you want to say something. Well, yeah, I went to the Taco Bell Chapel in Vegas. That's ah. right there on the Strip. And they do it upright. They have great uh, merch to buy. I think it's going to be really hard to get a room at this place because uh, first check-ins begin August 8th with the final checkout being August 12th. There's no minimum night stay. Rooms for the hotel start at $169 a night. That's very affordable. Uh, and space is very limited. Rooms will be available to Taco Bell super fans on a first-come, first-served basis. So this, this doesn't is sound- it doesn't sound luxury, though, to me. I, no, I don't think it is. No, you know it's, I mean? it's, it's kitschy is what it is. Like, I'm thinking of Hershey. Like, that, you yeah. you can turn chocolate into, like, luxury. you know. Yeah, into yeah. luxury. I don't know that you can turn hot sauce into luxury. Mm. Well, the first day this was announced, you could go on the website and sign up to receive notifications. Yeah. So I'm, like, allowed to sign up. Like, you could just, you had to sign up for a, an email list. Okay. To, you, no, you, you, so I'm just gonna you receive alerted. an invite, yes, right? I'm, yeah. Yes. Right. So that's part of the deal. So you, but, you put your name on, on the list. Is Marissa, is this a, is this a temporary? Yes. So hotel Kathy, situation. I think it's like a five star hotel that Taco Bell is just taking over for a week. Oh, okay. that's oh. it. So they're not like building a hotel. They're just right. going to Palm Springs, taking over some hotel for a week. Oh, okay. And then that's got nice. it. Got yeah, it. But I think I, I think that's probably yeah, a think, smarter way to go because it would wear thin after a while. That's yes. how long it's going to last. About a week, yeah, and then yeah. they'll be good. Right. Exactly. <sighs> I mean, that's the marketing stuff that's coming out. Like pe- people are geniuses. Yeah. Like this is such a. Well, look at Einstein. Geniuses. Yes. Look at Einstein. That guy was off the charts. That guy. Not all people. That guy. People are geniuses. Unbelievable. Uh, You know what? There's people. People are tall too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, You're right. Well, you know what? Those. Yeah. What about the short? Short ones. Yeah. 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 I I try to dismiss those. You're right. Exactly. Like geniuses are geniuses. Definitely. Yeah. I'm gonna turn her microphone off. Yeah. Um. 
<laughs> She's right. They're on a marketing level, look at all the press they're getting. Look at that. For Taco Bell. No, for you're ta- right. A Taco Bell hotel. So this is temporary. <clears throat> I, which which ones would you like to see? What other brands? I mean, Casey, the obvious, and you really wouldn't, but I'm sure, you know, a, a Hidden Valley Ranch hotel. No, I wouldn't. Would, I know you wouldn't. <laughs> but, I would hate that. But I know. I would but, probably burn it to the ground. But you know that that would sell, that people would go to that well, for Well, because, sure, again, that's right? another kitschy yeah. food, hyper-concentrated yeah. food thing. Um, if Taco, Taco Bell, Bell, if Taco Bell didn't do this, KFC should have done it. KFC yeah. has the attitude to do it, exactly. But well, maybe under, they'd just be following in Taco Bell's footsteps. They, did. however, they it's are the same company. You're right. It's the same company. They should do Pizza a, Hut, Taco Bell, yeah. and uh, KFC. Kentucky are Fried the, Taco Hut. Steve, exactly. yours would be a cookie resort. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Well. Yeah. You could lay on a bed of cookies. What you would do though is <laughs> what you would do, Kathy, is the the, uh, the shotguns, <laughs> and when you would yell "pull," a cookie would go up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right, Preston? See, but, Do you remember uh, there was a song from Bon Jovi called uh, Bed of Roses? It'd be Bed of Cookies. Bed of Lay cookies. me down on a bed of cookies. Do you know what I like? <laughs> I like the concept of, of like, staying in a, um, like, uh, the, the Christmas Story house as yeah. a hotel. Those yes. sort of things. Thematic things where they take a movie. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the Hyatt in Las Vegas did a thing where they had... Uh, Star Trek themed stuff, you know, rooms and so on and so forth. Yeah, and in 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 uh, in Orlando, there's some themes hotel like it's it's kind of old now, but the Nickelodeon hotel was a big deal for a while. It's that's, fun, right? That's yeah. what I was gonna say. There's a uh, Finding Nemo hotel that I always oh, wow. wanted to stay at. We're kind of past that point now, but right. I wish that I would have gone and stayed there. But it's it's off of the uh, you know off of the uh, the main uh, drag. Um, Magic Kingdom, sorry. Okay. Yes, like, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a little bit away, so um, you have to drive to get there. It's not, you know, right on it. Did we talk about this on the show, the uh, that underwater hotel? <sighs> yeah, we have. Oh, we yeah. did. And, and, and it's like, tw- yeah. like 10 grand a night or whatever it's, it is. No, it's not that. No, my cousins have stayed there a few different times. No, there's, there's, there's then I'm thinking of a different one. There's one where you're actually, your your master bedroom, your bedroom in this in your hotel room is literally underwater. So this is a scuba diving hotel in the Keys. It's not that... There may be a room that's, like, crazy, crazy expensive, um, Mm. but they have... um, It's the Jules Verne Hotel. Okay. And it's, you know, it's for scuba people. Okay. All right. Uh, The ones that don't exist. I mean, how great would it be to have, like, an Avengers, you know, a Marvel-themed hotel? There's a Godzilla hotel in Tokyo where they have... I believe it's Tokyo where they have outside your window, if you're up anywhere... Six, seven, eight stories. Yeah, there's a Godzilla outside your window. I mean, okay. and it's, uh, you know, all that stuff. Uh, to me, if you can hyperfocus, but you have to hyperfocus on something that is has a big pop culture, or a big group of people who are who would be tied into it and keep your business going. You yeah. can't be so off the charts crazy that no one's going to come. I wonder if if like this one, this temporary one, is just being set up for the time being. And this might be too local, but like a Wawa hotel, you know? There you go. Actually, it's to- there, there it is. There's what? Like something like it. We're looking at a picture of Godzilla over the building as the hotel. Okay. It might be Toho. Yeah. But the uh, but, but like a Wawa-themed hotel or something like that. I wonder if that were for temporary, you know? Why setup. wouldn't it? For a yeah. l- like a little pop-up thing for someone who's fanatically into it? You couldn't build one that'd be a year-round yeah. resort. No. Preston, there's a Marvel hotel in Paris. There is? Yeah. What? Okay, see, that's the thing. It's like Casey. You come up with the idea, and it's already, already been there. invented. People yeah. are brilliant. They are. People are so... People, people are geniuses. Are geniuses. <laughs> All people. 
Uh, but other activities at the Taco Bell Hotel uh, include, for those who plan to spend a few nights there, uh, the activities include musical performances, dive-in movies. You know, there's a movie at the pool. Yeah. Right, of course. Uh, a freeze lounge bar. I don't know what that uh, is. Is a freeze an item menu at Taco Bell? I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. It's yeah, like it's, it's like their dessert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it okay? Uh, is it only Taco Bell items that, that are served in no, the kitchen? I, I would, I'm I would sure it so. has to be, right? Yeah, in a pool where you can enjoy all your uh, enjoy your food of choice. They also have hot sauce packet pool floats, too. Do you know what I'd imagine, President, would be like Samuel L. Jackson in uh, The Kingsman, how he had his McDonald's served to him? <laughs> yeah. That's probably how it is in the restaurant at the Taco Bell Hotel, yeah. right? Yeah, probably. I would think so. I found a list of, this was from, I forgot, I think it might have been the, the Daily Mail, but... Um, uh, other hotel and amenities that are a little bit off, uh, different that you, that you won't find anywhere else. So, I like amenities. Uh, some examples are uh, an eight thousand dollar champagne filled bath. If you would like to do that, <laughs> all right. Uh, Have you ever seen a place that had like the uh, the heart shaped uh, tubs and all that crap? My wife has always wanted to go to the Poconos and oh. get one of those honeymoons just. For goofy yeah, 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 yeah. And just get the heart-shaped or, or champagne-shaped ju- champagne tub. And- we just talked about this in a promotions meeting two weeks ago. Yeah. That place, the, the one that your wife yeah. is talking about, and they, 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 they are interested in being an advertiser at the radio station. I think so. so some out. some of the, the girls we know through, through the calendar or whatever, I, I, I've seen one or two in commercials for that place, and they're in the hot tub, and of course... Or, or that 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 heart shaped tub. I would go, but only if I was there to see it be steam cleaned out before I got into it. Yeah. <laughs> My cousin because... just went. She just went to that one, and she, you know, she was like, "It, it yeah. is what it is." Yeah. Like it was fun. They wanted a heart shaped tub, and they got it. We we stayed one night at the end of the dub. I think I've told you guys, yeah, that yeah, yeah, before, which was over in Jersey. That was a long, long time ago, and it was like a like a jungle room. You know, that we stayed Like in. Elvis. Yeah. Elvis had the jungle room. Yeah, well, it was, you, you know, swinging around and everything. Like yeah, of course we were. <laughs> they had that at the top of the Radisson at the Valley Forge Casino and I Resort think they now. they still do. Do they? Okay, they were going to renovate all of those, but yeah. there were eight or nine rooms at the top, the top level, and one was a jungle-themed one, one was a space-themed one, and... Um, uh, we talked about maybe even shooting a calendar there at one point, but yeah, they had that locally. I I, I love this stuff. All right, here's here's a uh, these are these are the weird hotel amenities. There's a hotel in Tokyo. It is the Palace Hotel, and you can have lunch with sumo wrestlers as yeah. one, one of the uh, one of the hotel what? amenities. Kathy's always talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that? I mean, it's, it's, it's called this, it's called the Sensationally Sumo Package. The rock stars in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. they are. Okay. Hu- okay. Are, no pun intended. They're huge. Got I it, heard that it. there's a place in Florida where like there's a whole bunch of like. Disney stuff down there that you can... You, <laughs> you can see you can, like the characters? Yes, you can actually have breakfast with, like, uh, Mickey Mouse and stuff. Or, like, a princess. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you can do all that stuff. Are you being sarcastic? Very. Come on. <laughs> no. I just I want to clear that up for the audience. <laughs> Casey knows. Because you know people are going, really? You've never heard of that before? <laughs> so you can watch matches and have lunch with the athletes when it is off-season. Uh, the tour is led by specialized sumo sports broadcasters with a translator in tow. So you can, <laughs> you can ask questions as well. And let's see. Um, it'll cost you... Oh, about eight thousand dollars. A night. You want to do that? Uh, if you want to do that, it's, it's a two night stay. Oh, you get that and breakfast and transportation, and uh, you get to hang out with a sumo wrestler. Could you please piss in the pup tent? So it's around eight thousand dollars. They are, um, uh, they are 
above rock star level. There, they're they're just re- wrestlers. They're just revered. Yes, uh, Hip Hotel Irwin in California invites guests to engage a playful side with adult sized animal onesies. That's one of the amenities that you can <laughs> okay. have. So, what is that kinky thing called? Is that pl- plushies? Furries? Yeah, plushies. Yeah, plushies. Yeah. Or no, no, no. That's fr- Furries wear the costumes. Furries wear the costumes. Plushies uh, bang the stuff down. Right. Yeah. That's what I do. Uh, the knitted jumpsuits there are more than 20. There are more than 20 creatures, by the way, to choose from, are provided for free as part of the hotel's Blamo package. Blamo package? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm curious as to what the, the Blamo package is. Yeah. And they, they like to dress as a unicorn. They give you an instant camera in the room so you can document yourselves being tricky like a fox, mythical like unicorn, playful like a bunny, royal like tiger, or silly like panda, and more. <laughs> oh man! Could you imagine who's checking into that? All right, now how about this? There's I'd like to be a panda flea. The luxury Viceroy Riviera Maya Hotel in Mexico has a soap concierge. Ooh, oh, a soap concierge? Really? Yes. yes. They they have the uh, a soap bar. Uh, the resorts em- the resort employs a soap concierge. Who crafts bars of soap to suit guests' tastes? Oh, that's ah. This I, soap I, tastes terrible. I forgot where I was, but I saw like a Travel Channel thing where people mm. stopped off at this place where they could make their own custom soaps. Uh, yeah, and you, you, you. There are all these different ingredients you can add to it to give it certain scents and and oh. uh, uh, different qualities right. to moisturizing to whatever it is you're looking to do. And then they mix these things together, and then they cut up the pieces of soap. So that's kind of interesting, Kathy. That might be. Something. Well, you don't like the I don't like the scents. scent. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I. Well, use... you can make one that doesn't have much scent to it. Yeah, I use like an unscented Dove. <laughs> wow. So boring. Well, you, you, you get a nice discount package there at the hotel. The soap maestro arrives at every villa with an array of fragrant varieties from cinnamon in winter uh, to lemon in summer. The soap maestro's here. And once the desired scent has been picked, the blocks are hand cut into more manageable sizes. For you, you filthy pig, I recommend this soap. Uh, all right, so other amenities from different hotels. Uh, ukulele lessons <laughs> at the Four Seasons Resort in uh, Hualaia. <laughs> yeah, count me in. In Hawaii. Uh, can't you get, you could pretty much pick up ukulele uh, or ukulele le- lessons all over Hawaii, right? Probably. Yeah. But it's right there at the hotel floor. Yeah. yeah. Um, other quirky lessons on offer at the hotel include hula dancing and uh, lay making, of course, if right. you want to. But that's that's pretty standard. I want to stay at that hotel that they sh- uh, show in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, my God. That place looks amazing. Yeah, what was the name? The, the I forget. The Pu'ua uh, Resort. Uh, I forgot the name of the suite that he stayed in. What's the one that Disney has? It's in, I think it's on Maui. Their their resort looks spectacular. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. That one in that, and Forgetting Sarah Marshall is uh, the Turtle Bay Resort. Oh, yeah. And that's on the North Shore of Oahu. Yep. There's a golf course out there at Turtle Bay I'm familiar with. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we have a fix. Uh, here's one that says the at the uh, Montpellier Plantation and Beach in St. Kitts. Uh, is for animal lovers because they have a... Uh, oh, yeah. You can take Cosmo the dog for a walk. Oh, I misunderstood. 
Where, oh, not those yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. animal lovers. No, that's <laughs> yeah, probably like a wolf for my goat and me, please. Illegal. Yeah. Uh, so the resort said that uh, the pooch named Cosmo is extremely popular with holidaymakers, and he tends to make appearances at breakfast and throughout the day. But his favorite spot is to hang out poolside. I love places like that. The, the Fairmont Hotel in I forget where we were in Canada. Uh, but they had a a dog, Mavis, who wandered around, who was like the superstar of the hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the patrons just loved it. Yep. Hang on a second here. Somebody wanted to comment on the uh, fantasy suites. Anthony, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing this morning? Wonderful. And yourself? Uh, just beautiful. Just driving to work after carrying three days at Gulf Mills. So. Oh, okay. Ah. That's nice. All right. What's up? What do you want to share with us, bud? So I actually stayed at one of those fantasy suites at the Radisson uh, a couple of years ago, actually for Casey's cousin's wedding. Oh. Um, and, and we actually stayed in the Titanic room. Um, <laughs> and I will just say this right now. Um, Were you the king of the world? <laughs> oh, oh, tr- oh, trust me. Uh, it was one of those things that, Steve, I wish I had seen them clean that room because <laughs> the mirror on the ceiling just just led to more stories that I didn't even want to think about. Yeah, so it's a hump it's a humping room and and, and I'm always yeah. leery were you a little leery of a, of that because listen, we, you yeah. Well, we were very leery. I mean, they had this huge jacuzzi tub you could have put four, you know, four people into very easily. Um it was kind of quirky. Um I actually know now that those fancy suites don't exist anymore because they actually violated a bunch of fire codes because there's no elevator to actually get to those suites. You actually have to go to I think it's like the 10th or 11th floor, then walk up a flight of stairs to get to the actual rooms. Huh. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, it, for the one night we were there, it, you know, it sufficed, but um, there were no windows in there either, so, you know. Every, I can't uh, say that on the air, but that's all right, buddy. Sorry, 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 guys. My apologies. Yeah, I mean, okay. you've been caddying for three Thanks, days. Anthony, yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, <laughs> hang on real quick. Let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Morning, guys. What's up, Mike? Hey, they're opening a Cartoon Network hotel in Lancaster this summer. Really? No way. Yeah, right next to Dutch Wonderland. Why Lancaster, PA? I mean, the cartoon capital of the world. (laughs) Well, because of its proximity to Dutch Wonderland. From what I read from one of the stories, there's only three of them. Yeah. Lancaster's getting one of them. Yeah, wow. Ta- Taiwan okay. has one, Lancaster has one, and uh, I'm not sure where the third one is, but they're going to try to capitalize on the people going to the outlets and people going to Dutch Wonderland. Wow. So you just know that? Or... Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> These are the things that I know. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. They have that thing. People that are geniuses. There. People are brilliant. I tell you what, they, uh, there's a thing out there that you when you go out, they advertise all the time. I think it is, is it is it um, Noah's Ark or, have you seen this? Yeah. It's, like, it's like a live animal presentation with... The Ark and this whole Wait, thing. Wait, where is this? It's right on Lancaster. It's always one of the pamphlets when you go to the outlets. Yeah, oh, hmm. It's uh, near Dutch Wonderland. It's the, You know what I'm talking about, Nick? I do. And there's also that uh, that hotel that looks like a riverboat. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. As you're driving out towards the uh, to, towards the outlets in uh, Lancaster. It's I'm a just sucker for that Giant stuff. hotel that looks like a riverboat. I want to go there. Uh, there is a hotel in Conrad, London, St. James. And because of its location near... Uh, New Scotland Yard, it offers a children's detective experience. Mm. Uh, The immersive experience was created by former Scotland Yard trained detectives and Metropolitan Police Officer participants will learn skills such as uh, chromatography and fingerprint testing. The children will be involved in solving a brutal rape. (laughs) (laughs) Reginald, can I talk to you for a second? (laughs) (laughs) 
I think we need to pare that back, old chum. Might be a little too intense for the young ones, don't you think? Oh, oh very well. What's the best hotel you've ever stayed at? What do you think? Or, you know, resort or whatever it may be. It was the... the one that I stayed in the out? True Lies suite at the Ramada. No. No. Um, <laughs> the anyway. best hotel I've ever stayed at. Um, I'm a big fan of the Fairmount Yeah, it's got to be the one in, in Canada, no? Canada was... Well, they were pr- pretty exemplary. The yeah, the there was one in Switzerland that was um, Rudy actually turned us on to the travel agent uh-huh. that we and Preston. It, it, you, it was like a huge, massive. They had taken what were condos and 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 converted them into hotels because no right. one was buying them. Right, and it was just an amazing place with all sorts of incredible amenities, but. Um, I, I always when it when it comes to family vacations, I I'm very particular about getting the right hotel, Be- and I spend a lot of time trying to find the right ones. And because it can make or break a vacation. Oh my god! If the, and I say this, and people say, and I'm sure you get this same blowback. Well, you're going to be out about no, no, no. Because if you go there and it's raining or yes. it sucks or where you you made a mistake. If the hotel is at least great, yep. you can enjoy that. Agreed. And that's why. And so we travel as a, as a unit of five people. So I got to make sure that right. we get the right place. And I agree, Steve. I want to be able to have a place where if we need to just stay right here, we're going to be happy staying right here. Right, right. And uh, Is and the I, Forrest Gump suite taken? Because you're paying for it. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're just going to leave it most of the time, I like to spend time in the hotel room. So do know? I. Yeah. yeah. There was actually a really nice hotel that we stayed at. It was a Marriott property in uh, Key Largo uh, that was really great. It wasn't super duper fancy or anything like it, but it was perfect for what we needed. And um, and, and that was one of the best deals I ever got, too. So If you get a good deal, and honestly, a lot of these places, you can get good deals just because don't be, you know, put off by the fact that, you know, uh, it, it appears pricier. But yeah. a lot of times, it, it, it's well worth the investment because how many, how many, what could have been crappy vacations are saved by the place you're staying at. It's one of the it's one of the things that I'll make sure that I read reviews on. I'm not oh, a yeah. big review guy, but when it comes to hotels, I I go through, I dig through TripAdvisor, you know, and, yeah. and go through and try and find what reviews are because we've been we're getting ready for vacation in in July, so I've been doing my my research, and uh, you just hope that you nailed the right place. And amenities are part of it too. Do you know what's depressing, though? I did stay in the Schindler's List room at a hotel. Mm, okay. And that was just perpetually a downer. I can imagine. Yeah. Being... All right. Well, here's uh, here's a hotel where you can create your own fireworks. <laughs> wow. Uh, that seems to be a liability. The Las Ven- uh, Ventanas al Paraiso Rosewood Resort in Mexico. You How's get... everyone doing? You get custom... Is everyone having fun with their fireworks? Uh, so you get, uh, custom-made fireworks thrown in. I'm going to have to let you folks know, we currently have 20 less rooms as advertised <laughs> in our portion. Clients. Clients can control the The color, the duration, and effects of their private fireworks show, either by calling reception or ordering it from an app. All right, here now, no more fireworks. We teach you how to play the ukulele. (laughs) I think it's a bad idea for a couple of different reasons. 
A, because you're dealing with fireworks. Well, and then B, you're giving people a false sense of like, oh, I know how to make fireworks now. Yeah. You know, and now they're going to go home. That's now, a yeah. they're teach you how to relo- how to make your own ammo. No, I, I I don't think that you actually make hand make the fireworks. You order them. Oh Which, no, I think you press you you roll them like you do cigarettes Dude. with firecrackers. I, I saw a uh, I saw a documentary on firework making. Yeah, it's very. It's not easy. No. It's, oh my God. Yes. As a very the, uh, delicate operation. The uh, as a, I call them Magrucci, but they were Gucci Fireworks family, mm-hmm. legendary. Their compound blew up like nine times, <laughs> and, and they're experts at it. So the uh, yeah, you control the color, uh, duration, and effects, and how much dynamite do you get? Other perks that come with the luxurious mansion include a pinball game room, state of the art media room, and a. T- and a tequila library stocked with a collection of the world's oh, okay. rarest uh, Mexican tequilas. There was a place in Scotland, Preston. That, By the way, uh, I'm sorry. It's about uh, cost you about $40,000 a night. So, well, uh, we'll skip that. There, you go. there, there, there was a place in Scotland, and it, and every room had a um, a whiskey theme to it. Ooh. Uh, and it was actually, it was in, um, I forget where it was, the, the, the big town in... Um, Edinburgh? Uh, yes, thank you, Nick. Uh, and um, That one I did know. Yes, <laughs> You did know that without having to look. Uh, the it's a very unassuming entry, but when you go in, like all of the um, the the yard and everything is up on the roof. Oh. So and it's it's a boutique hotel, about fifty sixty rooms, okay. but it's really cool. Anybody else ever been to Cabo, where this Rosewood uh, Fireworks Hotel is? I have not. It's really nice. It, it's uh, a lot of people go there from Southern California or or Western parts of the uh, U.S. because it's easy to get to from there. Uh, but I went one year for Christmas. It was one of the best Christmases I've ever had. It was just nice. uh, our family vacation, and that was the present for everybody. Was the trip to Cabo? It was it was awesome. Cool. I was trying to find. I couldn't remember the name of it. I finally remembered it, but it's uh, Caesar Augustus. Uh, on the island of Capri in Italy, that was probably it was one of those places where I walked in, we got to the room, and I was like, "What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, how did we actually exactly make this happen?" That happens a lot, and you, you, where you walk in, you're blown away. Like, oh man, oh, when are they going to throw us out? We went to Hawaii so about ten years ago, yeah, and yeah. so we rented a condo. It wasn't a hotel, that's why I didn't right. include it in this. But um, we walked in, and the person was showing us around the condo and when they left the room we were with our friends our other couple we started like silently dancing we couldn't believe i'm so sorry we made a mistake right. yeah. we you're could, down where they make the fireworks we couldn't believe that this was where we were going to be staying for the next five days or however long we were there it was just, oh, you don't technically wonderful. get you're not getting a room per se you're getting a bag <laughs> Um, this was years, years, years ago. It wasn't a hotel, but it was someone's house. And my friends and I, I mean, they had this, I think, I want to say the house was like 18,000 square feet. It was out of this world. And my friend and I were there and we went went to the bathroom and she, we were like, you know, I was going in, she was coming out and and she goes, my hands are all wet. I don't know if we're allowed to use those towels (laughs) or those napkins. What do we do? Like it was so, everything was so beautiful. You didn't want to touch anything. Meanwhile, the house is 18,000 square feet. They probably haven't been to that wing of the house. Yeah, they wouldn't know anyway. They wouldn't know that the towels were used. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, the last uh, interesting uh, amenity? amenity available at a hotel that I saw in this article was for the luxury Rosewood London Hotel. Will provide for you an in-room celebrity hairstylist. Ooh. 
A hairstylist who works on celebrities, you're not no. going to have like um, <laughs> Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks doing your hair. <laughs> well, no, this this person is a celebrity in the world of hairstyling. So oh. award-winning hairdresser Matthew Curtis and his team can be booked to offer a range of top-notch salon treatments. Uh, the indulgent uh, in-room styling service includes a butler who can bring you a gin and tonic or slice of cake while you're sitting in your styling chair. I'd like some cake, please. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Can Any particular cake? kind of cake, sir. Uh, the no, just cake. A full cake. A full cake <laughs> with a large, regular candelabra candle in the middle of it. Okay, so... I now I thought of another uh, interesting amenity was we stayed at the the Greenbrier Hotel in uh, in West Virginia. Oh right, yeah, I which you've recommended, which is probably the coolest hotel I've ever stayed in. And one of the amenities is available if you wanted to. Yeah. You could get a private golf lesson from Lee Trevino, who, wow. was, who was there. He's he was like, um, they have it's a huge property. He sleeps in your room? No, no, no. <laughs> it's a huge property, so they have they have homes on the property as well. And I'm sure oh. Lee was oh, living sorry. there. Hi, folks. And, how are you? And he gets paid, <laughs> and you could set up an hour lesson, or God. Uh, you could go play how around much? the golf with him. Like the hour lesson was like five hundred dollars. Or maybe it was maybe it was less than it was forty five minutes. It was How like much for a minute? Five hundred bucks, and then, and then if you wanted to play a round of golf with him, it was probably you know a couple of grand or something like that. Right, but you but raved, you could do it if you wanted to. You know, you raved on the course, right? You said oh it looked God, pretty yeah. spectacular. And this white. is the place that has the sort of uh, the subterranean. It's got a bunker. Bunker for I was supposed to be for the Congress, Mem- right? Members of Congress. If there was an attack on the United States, it was decommissioned years ago. But it was a it was a big secret, and uh, you can now tour the bunker, which we did. Which Really cool. A lot of people don't know, but in our nation's nuclear protocol, the first, number one, secure Lee Trevino. That's right. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Hey, he's one of the all-time greats. Uh, so anyhow, I uh, thought it was kind of interesting. As people, I'm sure, are planning their... Hopefully, you've already been planning your summer vacation. <laughs> planning my summer vacation. And you've already done it. But if not, those are a few of the interesting amenities that you can find. But... The uh, the Taco Bell Hotel. We got to find a way to get Marissa there. For Abs- oh my! She absolutely. hasn't had enough excitement or privilege in her life. We need to get her into the Taco Bell. What hotel. does she eat at Taco Bell, though, uh, Marissa? <laughs> that's right. You're a vegetarian or you're a pescatarian. Yes. You should send what do you me eat? instead. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You can make everything vegetarian. So I get okay. it with ba- with beans. All right. All my favorite like is the um, the one that looks like a big circle that folds up. I you got to fart up that pool. Oh my god! Look like Trap Supreme. Yes, you don't even crazy. know the name of it. <laughs> Send me, Preston. Yeah, Casey is clearly more qualified. The Crunch Wrap Supreme. Yes. Okay. Let's the one that looks like a big circle that you fold Ladies up. And... Yeah. Everyone, Casey is coming today. Yes. Casey is coming today. <laughs> Staff meeting. Staff meeting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Interesting. But that's uh, it's up and running now, and you can uh, you'll be able to book. Uh, starting on Thursday on the hotel's website uh, for Taco Bell if you want to head to Palm Springs. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. I have some uh, really solid, bizarre file stories that I'll share with you when we get back. Uh, But in the meantime, let's give away some movie passes for our screening. The next Spider-Man film, we have this. It's on Wednesday night at the UA King of Prussia, 7.30. You need to be there by 7 o'clock. We'll take five callers right now. And you will get to see this movie before it opens on July 2nd. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Rival Sons. Godsmack. The Revivalists. New music. 
music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I got a little uh, Facebook notification here. Today's John Brazier's birthday today. Hey, hey. Longtime friend of the President Steve Show and director of fun and games at the Philly. So happy birthday, John. He's a good man. He's a good man. That's cool. All right, uh, I have some bizarre file stories, so we're going to roll those out to you. No. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. This morning, it is brought to you by A.D. Moyer. A.D. Moyer Lumber is celebrating 80 years of supplying quality building materials and service. Four generations, one family, and one commitment. Learn more at admoyer.com. Miami-Dade court officials say a Florida man charged with burglary defecated during his criminal trial and then tried to throw his feces at the judge. Bold legal move. Yeah. That's our Florida man. Florida man. Listen, follow my lead on this. <laughs> Dorleans Philidor, uh, was that's the guy's name, was sitting in a wheelchair next to Miami-Dade Circuit Judge Lisa Walsh when officials say he tried to throw his excrement at her. It did not reach her. There were no jurors present during Friday's incident. Uh, Philidor apparently yelled, it's protein, it's good for you, <laughs> during the incident. Is he, in fact, correct? I don't know the breakdown of Dookie yes. and if it has yeah, protein. It's probably got E. coli in it, too, so we have to keep that in mind. Oh. Witnesses, you don't get a free lunch. Witnesses say dozens of corrections officers responded and the trial was moved while the courtroom was sanitized. Philidor also defecated on himself in a holding cell on Thursday. This guy likes to poop. Yeah, jurors subsequently... <laughs> Acquitted him of the burglary charge. Oh, there the we go. So he was really yeah. was kind of hurting his case uh, by flinging his crap around the courtroom. The newspaper says that he still faces another trial in a grand theft auto case. It's unclear whether he'll face any charges involving the feces. Listen, I, I know that you like the throwing of the poop thing, but just let me handle the case. Uh, this would make anybody lose their appetite. Customers dining at a Buffalo Wild Wings restaurant in Los Angeles got a big furry surprise when a large live rat fell from the ceiling and landed on the table. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, if they were smart, they would have come out to the table and said, you won! Alicia Norman was getting ready to order when she says she heard something crawling around above her. Dear Moment, God. Moments later, the rat came falling down, she said, like a Mack truck, Jesus. landing on top of a menu at the table next to her. Uh, Norman, who was there on vacation from Texas, said that everyone in the restaurant was in shock. So the waitress stood off to the side until after the manager picked him up with two plates and dumped him in a bag. <clears throat> as unappetizing as it was, Norman says that she isn't mad at the manager. Uh, he comped her and her fellow diners their meals. Free straws. Uh, but she isn't sure that she'll ever visit the restaurant again. It would be hard to go back. Norman says that the manager claimed that recent construction was to blame for the unexpected rodent. But she's not going to sue or do anything goofy like that. Well, that's cool. Here's a follow-up story. <clears throat> if you're still recovering, well, it's kind of a follow-up story. You're still recovering from the nightmare that was the Huntsman Spider versus the Pygmy Possum. Remember he had that oh, yeah. out of Australia? Yeah. Well, you may not like this. Australia has produced another gripping encounter from nature. And in typical sequel style, this one is even bigger and more bloated. Grizzly images from a kayaker named Martin Muller have been shared on the Facebook group called GG Wildlife Rescue. The pictures show... An olive python gorging on an unfortunate crocodile. Yeah, I saw this. In swampland near Mount Isla in Queensland. 
Uh, the snake, which isn't venomous, is the second largest in Australia. It can grow up to four meters in length. It can be found in Western Australia, Northern Territory, and Queensland. Uh, Michelle Jones, who owns Shiji Wildlife, said the snake isn't a fussy eater. She said it's common for them to eat prey, uh, almost anything, if they can fit it into their mouth. This thing was huge. Did, did Now, do we believe that the, the, the croc was dead? Yeah, it was. Okay, okay, because that would have been a battle royale. Yeah, no, they didn't. I don't think they fought it out. I think this thing just came across it and was Hug like, it out. you know, let me, let me try and swallow it. And Jeez. it's... It, you, the photos are unbelievable, and how you know the, the and that'll sit in there for so long and just feed the snake and digest. And I gotta believe it would be months before yeah. it could digest something like that. So and I think of all they save, yeah. how economical that is. Yeah, it's like buying a whole side of beef. It really is. Yeah. A man and a woman are facing charges stemming from a road rage incident that happened on Thursday, which involved a man pulling a gun on a person in a Walmart parking lot and led to a brief chase. There's an interesting twist to it, though. Police in Sandy Township, PA, said that they responded to reports of a disturbance in the Walmart parking lot involving a 36-year-old named Michael McKendrick, who they say pulled a gun on another man. And further investigation found the incident started as road rage. When McKendrick and another person who was driving the vehicle followed the alleged victim into the Walmart parking lot. That's when McKendrick brandished a knife, and then the alleged victim pulled out a weed eater to defend themselves. <laughs> It'll work. Uh, prompting McKendrick to pull out a pistol and pull back the hammer on it. He uh, pulls out a weed eater, you blow out a leaf blower. Uh, the alleged victim ran back to his car and drove away while dialing 911. McKendrick and his driver chased after the victim before being stopped by police. Now, police said they didn't find a pistol in the vehicle, and McKendrick told them they had thrown it out of the window. Police later found it. It was a CO2 BB gun. Ooh. But it looked like a yeah, real gun. Yeah, sure. A lot of them do. Have, so, you, have you ever been uh, dinged by a, a weed eater? Caught the... Uh, yes. Oh, my God. Stings like a son of a bitch. Hurts and draws blood. Yes. Yeah. Uh, McKendrick faces a slew of charges in the incident. Uh, we'll do one more story. Hanging out and taking selfies on the beach is hardly an unusual pastime for a 13-year-old girl. But uh, one named Megan uh, Pagnini never expected a day at the shore to turn into the nightmare being attacked by a sea lion. Uh, the teen was in Pismo Beach, California, along the state central coast last Friday evening when her and her friend walked down to the water after dinner. She said, I was just playing around, jumping, having fun in the water. And I was taking silly pictures when all of a sudden it came out of nowhere and bit my leg. The it she was referring to was a very angry sea lion. The animals are common in the region, and Pagnini said that she thought nothing of the animals swimming in the sea. She said, I thought they were so cute. And little, mostly just like little beans that were just swimming around being cute. Adorable little cute beans. And I thought they were just the most adorable little things. And they're just puppies of the sea. And now I think they're really scary. And I want them all dead. And I don't want to get near one or ever see one again. In the video, uh, her friend was filming at the time of the attack. Pagnini is seen playing in the shallow water when she suddenly shouts and grabs her leg. Hmm. And she said, I didn't even know what was happening. My brain couldn't really process it. Pagnini suffered a deep gash to her leg and was rushed to the emergency room. They kept the wound dressed with bandages while dead tissue was removed Thursday and the wound was finally stitched up. Well, there's there's germs and things. Well, the animal tested positive for uh, uh, domaic acid poisoning. And domaic acid is produced by algae and accumulates in the shellfish and small fishes consumed by sea lions, and it can cause neurological damage 
and the strange behavior seen in the sea lion that attacked her. So, so it's kind of like a sea lion's version of rabies. It sounds like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, so but apparently she's going to be okay. But those things are they're bigger than you think and they can they can kill you if they want to. Yeah, you have a couple of uh, thousand pleasant sea lions. You know there's a, a dick in the lot somewhere, yeah, right? There, there's a dick in the lot. Yeah. All right, there you go. <laughs> That's what I have in the uh, bizarre file for you this morning. All right, so Casey and Nick both out today at different Club Risque locations for the cash boob uh, promotion. And it's like a cash booth, but you know there's naked ladies. We're going to have to help them with the name next time. So yeah. if you would like to go, there's one on Wednesday in Bristol. Casey's hosting that. There's one at the Philly location on Thursday. Nick is hosting that. If you want to go to one of these, it comes with an hour-long open bar. Wow. It's from 8 till 10, and you get a VIP open bar at uh, at 8. So, let's get you on board. We can take, uh, God, we can take like 10 callers right now. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. You pick which location you'd like to go to. Obviously, you have to be at least 21 years of age and available either Wednesday or Thursday night this week. So, go ahead and give us a call. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a second. Stay with us. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Please. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Right, thank you very much, Kath. Real quick, I wanted to read this email. Uh, email. This is from uh, Jeffrey Walton, who is the president of the Porsche Club of America, our region. Yeah. And he sent an email and said a huge thank you for sending Pierre and the team down to our track event at New Jersey Motorsports Park for the High Performance Drivers Education Program. This was on Friday. It sounded great. Uh, he said, hopefully they enjoyed it as much as we did. A huge thank you for everything this radio station does in the Delaware Valley from food drives to blood. <laughs> drives to just effing rocking out on the radio to put us all in a good mood. I can't wait to help out Camp Out for Hunger this year with the Philafrunk and all the area car clubs. Uh, we will try to do you proud. Rock on, dudes. We love you all. And that is from Jeff. So thanks, Jeff. And uh, I'm sure Pierre had a blast while I was there. So I was listening, and then I saw some of the video that was up on social media, and Pierre had his full helmet on. And he's Did sitting he? there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they went out, and um, uh, he... he he was. You could tell he was a little bit nervous, but he was also really excited. Like he was really digging the whole the whole uh, vibe out there. Nice. I've never been out. I passed by it, but it looks like it's an incredible facility. It really know? is. Yeah. Nice. And then I got this weird email. Can I read this real quick? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what to do with this. Uh, it just says, "Hi, my name is John Kerry." John Kerry? I lived and worked in Philadelphia in 1987. Okay, so not the the John Kerry. Who's John Kerry? This is the former Secretary of State. Oh, it's spelled totally different. Okay, okay. So anyhow, uh, anyhow, uh, I lived in Philadelphia. We lived and worked in Philadelphia in 1987 with a company called Delmont Mechanical. My work colleague was a guy named Jack Daly. We used to listen to your station every day, and I'd love to get in touch with him. If you could read out my email on your <laughs> station, I would appreciate it. And you can find me on Facebook, John Kerry, uh, Dungarvan, Ireland. So this huh. guy lives in Ireland, and he left me his phone number, which is like 25 digits long. A classic European phone number. Exactly. And I'm like, this was from 1987, and he's trying. I, I, it's cool he's trying to track this guy down and everything. But it's like I missed just, opportunities, Preston. And that's, and that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. It right. kind of fell in that category. It's like Craigslist. So this is John Kerry looking for Jack Daly. 
from 1987. Right now there's somebody, dear God, that he finally found me. Yeah, so I just thought that was out of the blue and just uh, hey, I figured I'd mention it. Trying right, to but... facilitate. Maybe there's, some, yeah. maybe there's yeah. something important. Maybe they're, they're friends who lost uh, yeah. w- they each other. Oh, maybe one is attempting to kill the other and has lost the Well, uh, let's the hope it's yeah. not that. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's really hope it's The first not one that. would be All better. Right. Yeah. But that's kind of why I love Facebook. I You know, sometimes Facebook can be yeah. a little bit annoying, but... Yes. Especially for you, Press. You don't live in the town that you grew up in anymore, and it's a great way to kind of like catch, you know, listen, there are some people when you see somebody that you grew up with in the mall, they turn and walk the other way, and then there are people like me who Who run the other way. (laughs) No, who stop what they're doing and go, hey, and we run from you. Yes, you do, and that's fine. Some do, Kathy, and some don't. Um, Well, you use it exclusively for that, right? When you do use it, just high school. If I need to get in touch with somebody from back in the day, that's what it's here you for. Don't Otherwise, it. yeah. I, I don't go. I don't. I don't dig through and read news feeds and post stuff that much anymore. I have it there in case there's somebody I need to track. Yeah, down. yeah, so, yeah. And it is really. It's a great source for that. So anyhow, uh, real quick, I I need to uh, I need to point something out. So we had uh, my son Parker's graduation party on Friday at our house. It was Saturday. Friday Saturday? I'm sorry, at our house. Great time. My wife did an unbelievable job getting everything ready. She Probably did. The best party we've ever thrown. Nice. She did all the food, everything, and all the decorations, and I was so proud of her, and we had such a good time. Uh, and uh, me being, I played the part of drunk husband. Oh, uh, not when I was there. Thank you. Not, not when I was no, there. I, I, I started off slow. I, I paced myself. You were. But as the sun went down, uh, it, <laughs> okay. it started really flowing. I, I was. I left ahead of uh, dusk, so I yeah. saw attentive, um, uh, perfect host person. Oh, thank you. Well, Steve. yeah, you yeah. were actually a good bartender for yeah. a stretch. You were making drinks for everybody, which was really nice. Did you then start partaking in the of drinks? Of course you were I okay, did. There, yes, that's what I absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, any, any party that ends with full-grown adults... Completely, fully clothed in the swimming pool, <laughs> you did your job right as a bartender. <laughs> uh, but but I kept telling so so I I've joined a band. The name of the band is Saint. Our first gig with me and the band is coming up this weekend. I kept telling everybody it was Friday. It's actually Saturday. Oh, <laughs> so I like, yeah, we're gonna be there. Blah blah blah. Friday. Yeah, it works out perfect. So I'm I had the wrong freaking day. Right. So it's Saturday. Official announcement. At the Whitpane Tavern in Bluebell. That's when we're playing 9 to midnight. So there you go. And I just, I'm such an idiot. Like the next day, I'm like, oh, you moron. Open to the general public, right? Sure, absolutely. It's not a private party. It's a, yeah, it's an establishment. So uh, we, we we had a full day rehearsal yesterday, like a three and a half hour band you know, practice. Is oh, yesterday? Ready? Oh, Ready wow. to go. All right. Yeah. I just wanted to point out my favorite moment uh, at the party, and thank you for inviting us. It was really, it was a good time. Um, but there was a moment where your three kids were in the pool, and it was Bar- Barker and Carter and Caroline, mm-hmm. and they were just beating the crap out of each other with the noodles. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it just, to see, it, it had nothing to do with anybody else around them. It was just three siblings beating each other up, and I enjoyed every second of and it. And here's what we forgot to do. Not, my wife and I were so busy hosting we didn't take one picture of the oh, day. I know. Not oh, one yeah. picture yeah. of the day. I saw your How wife stupid. put something on Facebook the next day saying, hey, if anybody's got any pictures, send them I my normally way. take pictures like crazy, and it yeah. didn't even cross my mind. Well, I feel horrible. When we heard, first off, the, uh, you guys did all the cooking for the event, which I uh, I, I agreed with you in your early assessment that it was borderline Carter. suicide. Yeah. <laughs> and Carter did However, did. Uh, Carter, let yeah. me tell you something. The food was excellent. Yeah. Cool. Uh, there were a 
about, I'd say, with, a, with technically fajitas or tacos. What would you? They're fajitas, yes. They're burritos, burritos, okay. a burrito bar. So a burrito yeah. bar. So I would say about ten thousand burritos. Oh my god! Wow. So, yeah, the, the tortillas uh, stacked like I know. It's supposed to been three feet high, and then you just go in and grab one. But the, and then there was uh, fixings and, and there's all this stuff. It was it was just really well done. Oh, and we're going to be. There's, there's a little bit left over. You're gonna We're going to be eating them until we camp out for hunger. I mean, a stack of the like the burrito or, or, or a shell. What would you call it? Tortillas. tortillas yeah. That high. You can tell how Mexican I am. Uh, but uh, it was it was it was a sensational amount of food. I, I think we have about ten pounds of beef. Oh my gosh! Taco with the taco seasoning in there, ready to go. Fortunately, we have some family coming in from out of town on Friday. So, so say you need to have another party. Hey! Yeah. Serve leftover. But yeah. but it was it was great, and, and that's your first your first uh, child yeah. graduating from high school. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty wild. He's, he he's, he's, he's so casual. Yeah, great time. I have a great memory of him sitting in the hot tub. He's sitting in the hot tub. He's not anywhere below the water, but he's got goggles on. <laughs> he had a mask on. Yeah. He's such a kid still, yeah, yeah. and that's what I was thinking about. This we're having this party for you. You're you're going into adulthood, and you're sitting in the hot tub with a mask. Isn't on. that scary though? <laughs> they're like at the age to do so many other things now legally, and yet. You're he, a child. Yeah. 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 Uh, driving to and from your house and really just driving uh, all over the place this weekend, I, there were dozens of parties everywhere you went. There were yeah. balloons on everybody's mailbox, and they yep. just this was the weekend either for a wedding, which I know, Kathy, you were at a wedding, but uh, either weddings or graduation parties. Yeah, we had one of the teachers stop by. We had a few teachers that were invited, oh, and, nice. and one, uh, Mr. Tucker came by for like, 15 minutes, he's like, I got to go. I'm like, you're leaving already? He's like, we got three more yeah. these to go to. Oh, my to. gosh. Yeah. So well, I'm like, oh, you're right. Yeah, teachers, they got it. They they, they do multiple Well, and parties. it was a beautiful weekend. Oh, my God. It was so nice. I, I, and we, we are in, listen, we're in that groove now. So we've, so many years, we talked about this, where you have crappy weather on the weekends and great weather during the week. We seem to keep hitting solid weather for the weekends. Meredith from from Helium. Who who brings in our uh, you know who helps bring the comedians and she doesn't work specifically for helium but anyway she showed up at your uh, party pressed and she had been to four other events that day oh my oh, god wow. yeah well and Meredith leading... I'm sorry to interrupt no. though Meredith, Meredith was cracking me up okay. no so I, I see her later and you guys know Meredith yeah she's, so, she's awesome she's so awesomely yeah. goofy mm. and she's she's sitting there and she tells me that she wasn't allowing her children to jump off the diving board and I'm like Meredith. Why? What? I'm like, she's like, well, I didn't know if it was okay. I'm like, okay? Yeah. It's what it's for. Yes. Yes. She, and I, and I went and to it's her a low diving without board. her permission. I'm like, go, go jump the off the diving board. <laughs> go do this. Right. She said, I didn't know. Yeah. She's so funny. She just so, she doesn't want to be a, a pain. Oh she doesn't want to be. But that, we need more people like that. Oh, or she's a little precautious. Wait, one more Meredith story. So I gave her a dress to wear to uh, your event last week, Steve. And I got a oh. text from her as she was getting ready. And she goes, um, are you supposed to be able to see my crotch in this dress? <laughs> and I was like, no, Meredith, you're not. She's she goes, I think I'm putting it on wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> putting it on upside, upside down. down. Yeah. Jeez. That's funny. Well, somebody wants to point out, and this is true, uh, somebody texted and said, listen, it's called fun not taking pictures. You were having so much fun, you yeah. got caught up. And that's true. true. I, that I, is, I and that is a great thing to remember. A lot of yeah. times you get so caught up with remembering an event that you don't have the event because you're too, too focused on trying to chronicle yeah. it. Yeah, so it was a good time. Yeah. 
Uh, so thank you guys for coming. And those who couldn't, I understand. No big deal. I, I, it's it's all good. We'll do it another time. Uh, but Steve, you had you had a story uh, you wanted to share from your house this weekend. Oh right? yeah, yes. Well, as you well know, and and uh, we have ten cats in the house and uh, and a dog. And with the ten cats comes the promise that we really seldom suffer from any issues concerning vermin. Mm. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but occasionally you'll you know one will pop up somewhere, and when they when that does happen, the cats wherever that you know, uh, mouse or wherever they believe there might have been an intrusion, they will all gather and they just sit and stare. Like, for a couple hours a day, they'll just sit and wait and wait. So our one cat, Dutch, over in the kitchen by the uh, the radiator, will just occasionally, like, <clears throat> wake up, well, it goes over, time to stare, yeah. and just sits there. And so, uh, without much ado, Saturday morning, I wake up, I come down the stairs, and I see a little, a little, you know, a little bit of vomit on the on the floor, cat vomit. It's not uncommon. Thank God, it's all hardwood. So I, I, I clean it up, and then I walk a little further, and I see a, a little bit more. And then I go, "What's going on here?" And then I go a little bit further, and I see a mouse ass. Oh God! Oh my God! A mouse ass, not the f- top no. of the mouse. A mouse ass. He was Aww. chowing on it. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, my God. Claire cannot see this. Yeah. Uh, but where there was a mouse ass, yeah. there had to be a mouse head somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm walking around looking for this. And I am like, hey, buddy, where'd you put the other part of the mouse? And I'm, I'm going around. And, and like he's, he's like, hey, he's... In his mind, you can see. Look what I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I I worked. I, I did I, this for you. I did yes. this for you. Where's and my then, money? And then finally, <laughs> finally, outside the bathroom, I see a, a little bit of a spit, and there's the top part of, of oh, the mouse. Geez. But it was it was like if there was like a mouse, um, like uh, you know, uh, like a John Wick mouse scene, like you know, mouse pieces. Yeah, and I'm like, ooh, and and, and scraped out, and then I go outside. And the one cat that we let outside because the vet said, you know, you you should because psychologically it benefits. I go out there. What's outside the door? A gifted dead mouse. Oh, man. But was it this, the same? Do you think it was di- the same cat? Or? No, two different cats. Okay. But it was like we were just getting gifts like crazy. But when you see just a mouse ass and tail and yeah. spit up, it's Never like. Never seen anything like that. Oh, my God. They ripped it in half. You know, they're little, <laughs> hey, hey, the little, hey, guys. Oh, you're, you're. You know, you realize they are they are animals, yeah. and they do what they're going to do. do. What they do. I'm going to exactly. kill this mouse. Do you think exactly. they had a tug of war with this thing? Or I think was I, it, it could have been. I think it's just one a frenzy did yeah. did the deal, and that's what they do. But I, I and then I then you say, guys, can you know to all mice in the area? Yeah, don't come in. Yeah. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're. This is a hell house. This is a de- like that house that was locally here where the the guy would put the gas through and and oh know, yeah, the, the, you know the the serial killer. Yeah, that's what our house is to field mice. Right, but it was oh my it, to to do that and then just as I got it cleaned up, my wife came down and like. All good. Okay, all good. I had never heard of a of an indoor cat before because the cat that we had when I was growing up, Sneakers, he was a, an outdoor cat. And I just thought that's kind of how it went. Like, cats are supposed to go outside. And he would bring us presents all the time. One time we thought he was bringing us a, uh, a little bunny. Yeah. Oh, what do you got? Oh, he's got a little bunny. Oh, my God, it's a bat! <laughs> it was a live bat that he brought into our kitchen. Well, yeah. what, what happens is they actually, they live longer, as you will well imagine, if you keep them inside. Yeah. You know, and, and so, but it's, but again, psychologically, some of them, 
It was just a case we have to do this with this one. But the the, I, the concept of the gift. Yeah. The, the, and they do that. Press, you know, you yeah, had cats. Yeah, sure. They bring you gifts because yeah. they want to show you what yeah, they can do. We had an outside cat growing up, too, and he, yeah. would, he would bring birds and, and uh, Thank you. And occasional yeah. squirrel or yeah. something like that from yep. time to time. Just leave it. Yeah, it was nasty. Uh, there was a time where we were camping outside in our backyard. And so, you know, like if you're in inside, right, and yeah. and you're moving your feet underneath the blankets, the cats will attack that. Yeah. Well, my buddy Brian was leaning up the side of the tent, and I guess his head was like moving all along the side of the tent, and then out of nowhere, he just got attacked by my cat, and we had you know, we didn't know it was coming, right, yeah. but he was like, <laughs> on the side of his head. Oh, it was when, hilarious. When cats engage in, in, in battle. I mean, a lot of martial arts are based on the way, you know, cats yeah. fight and and, and and felines fight. It's just it's cool to watch. I have a question about you, Steve, yeah. being the animal lover that you are, and the dichotomy of if. Let me ask you this: yeah. If you saw a mouse in the house, would you try to catch it to get it away yes. from the cats and yes. get it outside? Yes, okay, I, have. I wasn't sure if you would do that or you would just go let the cats be cats. No, no. no. In fact, mo- one of my cats when we first moved in had one in it, a mouse in its in its mouth. And I was able to pry it open and and and, and, still it, alive? and put it outside. Run! Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Please. Please. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because <laughs> I do, I, I've, you know, but I mean, again, it's like when you watch nature shows. Steve. And guess what? The ant, like the lion has to eat the antelope. It's, yeah. You know, it's what happens. Yeah. Steve, in that in that voice, someday I'll return the favor. I'll be back. <laughs> yes, someday. And that day may never come. Yeah. Uh, Chuck's dog tore a rabbit to shreds a couple of months ago. Oh. Uh, he's got like a, like a little Jack Russell type of, uh, I don't even know, that kind of dog yeah. that, you know, they're like burrowing or whatever. And, uh, and Underground he, dogs. Yeah, and yeah. he well, left a dead uh, rabbit right at his doorstep. What, you know, I've never been to a therapist before. <laughs> and uh, I know that when you do go, you share things from your childhood. Yes. That can get very Freudian in the, how these oh, things yeah. affect your life later on. I have a feeling that maybe this is one of my the early early moments of trauma in my life, <laughs> and maybe it stems from any issues that I might have. Right, I, I right. don't know. But we had somehow or another we had we had captured a rabbit, or it might have been it might have been uh, lame or something like that. And anyhow, we had it in like a styrofoam container or something like right. that. So we were going to let this rabbit go in the yard. And this is pre-K. I mean, I was a little bitty kid. I was probably three, four years old. It's one of my no. earliest memories. That's when it happens. So we go outside to release this rabbit, and I probably gave it a name like Fluffy or something. Of course know. you did. So anyhow, yeah. so we let the rabbit out. The rabbit runs, okay? <laughs> runs into my neighbor's yard. My neighbors have a German shepherd. <gasps> oh, no. Dude, I mean... Ripped it to shreds. I had never seen the inside of an animal oh, before. Yeah, until that moment, and it was just—I was—I <gasps> just couldn't believe it. And I think it traumatized me. Well, I think it was—you know—those moments. To... There's a there's a it's an AF uh, America's Funniest Home Videos video where these people get this. Uh, they, they these butterflies that they've raised from you know the larvae state. No, whoa. Open up the container, the butterflies yeah. take off. Look at it. You know, the, yeah. the, the trees are swaying in the wind. And a bird comes. <laughs> yeah. it just gets it in a second. Boom. Uh-huh. Gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And so I, I think if I were to trace that back, uh-huh. but, well, it, and it those, would be the source of all my issues. It, but it does. It's like it's like Silence of the Lambs. Look what happened to Khalees uh, Starling there with the, uh, yep. you know, the, all that stuff. It just uh, it, it, it embeds in your mind. But man, oh, man, yeah. it, it gives you a lesson early. Also, I think in a way, when you see that at a younger age, you you can get a little more prepared for life and death. Yeah, you know, and, and also you probably shouldn't play with German shepherds when yeah. you're a rabbit. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, speaking of animals, we have a clip or two to play from the animal world. I believe we do, Casey. Yeah, they're it's on the way. The, um, oh, this is a, a Scottish research facility. Yeah, these are seals. Yes. And uh, I saw this, and I didn't quite pick up on what they were going for, but... They they are teaching these animals to to vocalize. In fact, I've been at the the New Jersey Aquarium and seen them vocalize on on command. On command. Uh, but they supposedly are getting them to <laughs> sing the Star Wars theme. <laughs> I think that's a being a bit liberal with their interpretation. And that yes, yeah. I agree. It's close, but they had that and Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. So, um, but the the idea is, believe it or not, through this and their ability to to make vowel sounds mm. that they believe it will help with speech therapy. Oh, I don't okay. know if seals need speech therapy, but mm-hmm. uh, we assume it's eventually for humans. All right, here. Which, which song first? Uh, Star Wars? Yeah, let's go with Star right, Wars. Here we go. Now, that's not the seal. That's them. Oh. I was like, no. Charlie no, 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 no. did a good that's job. Nailed it. That's them taking a sample right. and oh. playing it on a key. To the okay. seal. Okay. So oh, the okay. seal is that, listening. That's impressive. Yeah. You're right. really wow. critical of these <laughs> seals. I mean, seals are genius. <laughs> Let me start it again. Man, seals are geniuses. <laughs> seals are geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, here we go. Right. Playing it real. Seal, not routinely an instrument in an orchestra. No, no. All right. And then we have uh, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. No, I think yeah. this one's a, a crappy is, performance. Oh, is it? Um, I, I think Star Wars <laughs> nailed heard, it. I haven't heard this one. Here we go. That's amazing. That-, <laughs> that is, that's a seal? Yeah, it's a seal. Wow. Okay. Star Wars is better. Yeah. They the need same. to really stick to more symphonic pieces. Yeah, they probably should. So. Isn't Twinkle, that amazing? Twi- that's the same song as uh, the alphabet song, right? Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star is yeah. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Wait a second. You didn't know that? It's also something else. Same melody. Uh, no, did uh, Mozart wrote that, right? I don't know. He wrote the song? No, Twinkle, Twinkle, oh. Twinkle, Little Star. Star Wars? I believe he wrote, I had, he, he wrote Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> that John, Man, that was goddamn John Williams. You liar. You know what I actually just found out was um, this song. Yeah. I thought it was a straight up movie theme song. I had no idea. That it was an actual the theme from Car Wash. No, uh, that it was an actual classical piece. I had no idea that this. Oh it, yes, that it was not written for the film. It's, I thought it was written for the film. Spake Zarathustra. Yeah. Yes. I had no idea. In fact, the all the music it was original compositions for two thousand one. Yeah. And Kubrick said, "Nah, let's go with classical pieces." Hey, what did you? What what did you parody this? 
It, it's well, what I don't know. It? I forgot what it was. Gay. Oh, yeah. gay, gay, gay. That's right. I forgot it. You gay? Hang on. I forgot about that. Well, here it all comes full circle, Casey, right. because okay. uh, part of that music was inspired by Nietzsche's book, The Gay Science. Oh, there you no. go. Oh, I see. I knew that. That's you why knew I that. Did that. Hit yes. it again, That's exactly Casey. Over right. time. Gay. For the gay science. Yeah. I did not know that. Honestly, yeah, you were you tapped into something there because how would you possibly have known that that was based on the gay science? Wow, by Nietzsche, I did. That's why I did. Uh, Nick, was it uh, Mozart? Who? Oh uh, yeah, Twinkle Twinkle. Yeah, was twinkle, uh, twinkle, uh, there have been John uh, Williams wrote that. No, he wrote Star Wars. Yeah, but, uh, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star uh, was um, uh, all, one of the composers was Mozart. Yeah, there have okay. been classic pieces like well, like, like you you take uh, obviously uh, our uh, our national anthem is is uh, from a drinking song like, like a, a, a pub song was it was not? it yes. I think oh. that's the history check on that. The the, the melody of it? Yes, because I believe the, so. The lyric was a poem. Yeah. Uh Francis Scott Key. A longer longer poem than what we have used it for our national anthem for. So. It's my, uh, anything uh, showing up there? National anthem in the United States. It would take some reading because it's kinda lengthy as you can imagine. But um yeah, Yes, go- Men's Social Club in London to Anacron in Heaven. Uh, with various lyrics, and oh. uh, then became popular in the United States. So that music, Steve, inspired the, and then set to the um, the, the poem by uh, Francis Scott Key. Yeah. There well, you go. It is a sing-along, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So it would be easy. I could see that melody as being something people would sing along to. They play the Star Spangled Banner every day in Wildwood at, at 11 a.m. on the boardwalk, and everybody stops in their tracks, mm-hmm. and, and I love Why it. Why 11 a.m.? I don't know why it's a the witching hour. <laughs> I don't know. That's just the time that they do it. But I was um, riding my bike on the boardwalk yesterday. I had my headphones in. Did I, you stop? I, I did. Well, I didn't know what was going you on. You son of a I, you commie rat I prick. I stopped, but it was probably a good five or ten seconds All into. Right. You know? I'll bet you they do eleven a.m. because. At that point, you're guaranteed to have a crowd. Yeah. Anything before that is still kind of the early arrivals, and then by 11, okay, the day has begun. You don't yeah, want the, so. the one alcoholic who's been sleeping on <laughs> Right. This <laughs> 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 hand on his... <laughs> oh, the third song that rhymes with, uh, or that sounds the same as Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is Baba Black Sheep. That's true. Baba Black Sheep, have you any wool? Yes, sir, yes, sir, three bags full. One for my master, one One for for my thing. Yeah. One for my thing and one for my twink. Lane, my oh. twink. <laughs> yeah. We're going back to the gay science. <laughs> yeah, the gay science. <laughs> and then also Old MacDonald. Old, Old MacDonald had a twink. E-I-E-I-E-I-O. On this farm he had some chicks. E-I-E-I-E-I-O. With a butt butt here. And a cluck cluck there. There a cluck, there a cluck. Everywhere a cluck cluck. Old MacDonald had a farm. Can you sing Old MacDonald to the theme? To the uh, tune of Jingle Bells. Oh, geez. Oh, okay. 
Old MacDonald, old MacDonald, old MacDonald had had a farm. No, I can't. The word word structure's too wonky. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Yeah. I'm sure they tried to make it work just to save on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're going to use recycle music. (laughs) And on that farm, he had some pigs. Oink, 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 oink. That's good. (laughs) Jingle Bell starts with the same note over and over again. It does. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm taking piano lessons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really? He yeah. is. I thought you would know that. Yeah, he's right? taking. You're taking a piano lessons with your son, right? My son. Yes, I am. And uh, my son is so good, and I am so not good. Uh, but it's really fun to to play with him. But my piano teacher is. Uh, he's something else, man. He's this jazz pianist, and he's really impressive. You're both a t- couple of cool cats. <laughs> <laughs> he's an old. <laughs> my name is Skin. Uh, no, it's not Bleeding Gums yeah, Murphy. Yeah, yeah. It's this kid that graduated from Temple Music <laughs> oh, okay. School a couple years ago. Uh, but he's great. And, uh, yeah, I'm having fun. Where's your dad keep his liquor? Hey, I wanted to, because uh, we, we uh, Casey started to talk about the... About <laughs> this, the is sh- be- this is Ben playing Predator. Oh, my God. It's the Ben Quartet. Yeah, Jazzy yeah, version. Jingle bells. Only a few lessons. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were saying? By the way, well, now we're all over the place. Yeah. So so this, this Christmas music, did you know the Hallmark is already starting to... <gasps> I know. They're what? starting to... Yeah, they're I starting watched to, They're them. starting to promote... Are they playing them as well, I, the Christmas? I frickin- watched one. I recorded no. it the other day. It was... So here's the deal. This girl is with a guy, and her sister steals the guy and marries him, and so they're... She's um she's a Christmas decorator and mm. she decorates homes for a living and she meets this guy who's a long story short they fall in love and Christmas is wonderful. No, and but uh, I watched it. And, I, yeah. Any recognizable actresses playing not the lead? A, okay. Not a one. This is not actually the, 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 the most famous actress is the actress she played Silver on the um, remake of Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Steve and I were talking about. She these. was the Meryl Streep of the cast the other day that they they. They get professional actors and actresses, but they get the ones that look like somebody that you think yeah, yeah, you yeah, might yeah, know. Yeah. And you're like, man, I've seen that person in a movie before or something like that. And you, you haven't. Yeah. Can you I take... up, You pull up their credits and it's nothing you've ever seen before. Three or four things. Maybe maybe a commercial that you saw for like, a, like you know, um, Oxy 5 or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Uh, but there is a genuine sense of euphoria when i watch these things like it's it's all i guess it's as close for me as like uh you know smoking pot or something because i'm like (laughs) i just i feel good when i watch these dumb things i watched a terrible movie on amazon prime it was awful was it a holiday movie uh, it wasn't a holiday movie, but it had the the reason I saw, um, you know, the, the picture that they were using to promote this terrible movie. And it, it did. It looked like somebody. And I, I can't remember who I thought it was, but I was like, oh, that'll probably be a good movie if she's in it. Downloaded it, watched it. And I was like, that's not her. And that movie was terrible. <laughs> yep. And they kept watching. And they got yeah. you. Case, I yeah. watched it all the way to the end. Like at the point I was like, well, oh, I just want to see what happens. Yeah, I know. Killer or not. Yep. I know what you're talking Starring about. Starring Meryl Strap and Richard <laughs> yes, my daughter was watching Hallmark Channel not long ago, and she goes, Dad, you know, I know a lot of people think these things are really cheesy, but I love them. I was like, oh, my God. She's like, me and Mom love them. Uh, well, you guys so me fun. and the girls are going to get together and watch uh, watch movies together. Yeah, totally. You'll yeah, come we'll be under the comforter. <laughs> Kat, you don't know what the name of the movie was? The name of the movie was In Plain Sight. Oh, oh that's... Yeah, it, it sounds familiar. Did I mention it was terrible? 
That sounds familiar. <laughs> Who's in In Plain Sight? It's Nick. Meryl Strap and Richard Gar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking up uh, the film In Plain Sight because now I'm Tom I'm... Hunks <laughs> <laughs> and Al Pacino. Uh, Al Pacino. Tom Hunks. Mary McCormack. That name sounds familiar, Mary McCormack. She no, played is... Mary McCormack. Didn't she play uh, uh, Marsha Brady? Did no, no. She played the wife in Private Parts. You're thinking of Marie McCormack? Work. No, uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, hold on a second. Nick well, is going to misspell sight. No, wait. What? No. There's a whole bunch of different in plain sights. In plain sight with Mary McCormack was a TV show in 2008. That's not what Kathy's talking no. about. Mm-mm. You're talking about it. Must have been some. Uh, our internet's really slow. Well, today, how about too. plain like airplane? <laughs> <laughs> It could have been. With Leslie Narlson. Hang on a second here. Do you want to go to a call here real quick? Is this your new character, the Wanderer? No, no, no. Because I'm the Wanderer. It should be. Anytime we have no direction at all, no theme, it should be the Wanderer. We're just going to throw it all out there. Right. Anything and everything and see if we can make it work. We don't have the Wanderer, do no, we? No, we don't. Maybe it's spelled we, Wanderer. We have, we have a seal singing the theme from Star Wars. If that will do it, then uh, yeah, we could do that. I, hang on a second. I don't think I have that, but just... <laughs> That's Twinkle Twinkle. Hey, can't you tell? Hi, Phil. You're on the air. Hey, guys. Sorry to bug you at work. It's all okay. right, buddy. What's up? You guys had me dying. Twelve years ago, <laughs> My wife got pregnant, wanted to name our daughter Cecilia Lorelei. I can't spell for nothing. She's got me nuts trying to figure out how to remember how to spell my own kid's name. She's got me feeling like a real jackass. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, star came along. C-E-C-I-L-I-A-L-O-R-E-L-A-I. Oh, and you it, used it as a mnemonic device to, to, to remember the spelling. I still catch myself singing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those stuff stick around. That, those things stick around for forever. Well, when you can God. attach Watch your lock on yep. them. Yep. Thanks, Phil. That's how I do S U C C E S S. That's the way you spell success. That's a cheer from uh, my uh, Little League days. That's how I remember really? YMCA. Yes. Yes. Just, I sing the song YMCA. YMCA. Yeah. Yeah. How do you spell YMCA? I never remember. I want to I want to go back to the beach for a moment. Casey right. started to touch on uh, being down the shore, and I did see this quick story, and I thought it was worth bringing up. And Kathy, I wanted to ask you ever if you've ever tried this. If you go to the beach and you're lying on on a towel on mm-hmm. the sand, uh, there's a little life hack called the boob trench. Yeah, you kind of like shimmy, so your boobs aren't uncomfortable if you're well, laying on your stomach, or you actually just dig, dig a hole, uh, a a trench there for your boobs to lay in. <gasps> it's yeah. like when I dig the dong trench, right? Exact same thing because <laughs> of my massive genitals. You know the issue. Yeah, it can be uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, I mean, I don't use a shovel and dig two holes, but I will kind of like shimmy around so that there's a divot there. Mm. Why don't they have? Why is this a device that they sell where you 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 pick your bra size? And you have like a like a like a fence post digger that just does two. That'd be nice. That's a good idea. Or you could just use your hands and no, uh, I guess that and dig a little trench. Uh, and it says yes, the breasts are no longer pressed flat against the solar plexus, uh, but instead they are suspended in the sand. Well, you remember uh, Top Secret in the beginning? They have the girl laying down on the beach, uh, and she has a, a boob trench. Yeah, she, she gets up. Yep, yep. So this is—it's uh, a little life hack. If you've never tried that, ladies, you I may d- be going, "Oh my god!" I never even really—that that does make sense yeah. It, yeah. because you you can do that, yep. you know, and compact it with the sand. One last thing, and then we will move on to—we're uh, going to have to take a break. But uh, 
Rob McElhenney was in town. Yes, oh, he was. Man, yeah. On Friday. And it was almost 10 years after the episode aired where <laughs> Mac wrote to Chase Utley uh, asking to have a catch. Yeah. Well, they finally got to do it. They did it in person as Chase threw out the Phillies ceremonial first pitch on Friday. He was being retired, officially retiring his number and everything. It was the highlight of it. And day. Mac was, a, yeah, because the game yeah. sucked. Uh, but Mac was there, uh, so Rob came out and he um, he caught the pitch from uh, from Chase, which was uh, and the crowd loved it. Do we have really the cool. audio of the of her reading the letter? It's, yeah, right it's so goddamn funny. Here we go. Dear Chase, I feel like I can call you Chase because you and me are so much alike. I would love to meet you someday. It would be great to have a catch. I know I can't throw as fast as you, but I think you would be impressed with my speed. I love your hair. You run fast. Did you have a good relationship with your father? Me neither. These are all things we can talk about and more. I know you have not been getting my letters because I know you would write back if you did. And I hope you write back this time and we get to be good friends. I am sure our relationship would be a real home run. <laughs> they played that audio on the on the big screen uh, on the Fanavision right before Chase came out, and just they started the music. That's always sunny music. To hear the crowd cheer just the music was awesome because everybody oh, yeah? knew that, that what was coming, but they didn't know exactly what was coming, and they sort of kept Mac a, a, a bit of um, a secret. You know, Chase was there for, for everybody to know about, but not everybody knew that uh, McElhenney was going to come out. Looks like a sold-out game, too, man. Yeah. It was filled to the rafters. And then uh, uh, Rob got a photo with Charlie Manuel after the game, and he said he's only ever asked for one other celebrity's photo in his entire life, oh and that was Paul McCartney. <laughs> what? So... Rob McElhenney puts Charlie Manuel and Paul McCartney on the same wow. level. There's a great uh, selfie that took place. Is with he obviously he's sitting next to Rob, sitting next to Caitlin, and uh, he goes, you know, he's and and Manuel said, you know, I'm I'm thrilled to get a picture with. Uh, yeah. What was the exact question? Well, he wrote, uh, Charlie wrote on Twitter, there's been a few moments in my 55-year career that I've been proud of, but nothing that it got my kids more excited than when I sat behind Mac, Rob McElhenney, and then Rob tweeted back at him, which was, that's cool to see, to see those guys go back and forth. Nice. And then the Phillies won. No, no, they, they suck right now. Oh. They're terrible. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, it was, it was cool for them to, to do that for the crowd. And, and he and Chase are, are the best of friends now. Do they, is... they live close to each other now? Yeah, they do. They, do they vacation together? They do all kinds of things. So uh, well, we know Brazier. He's living, we know John Brazier, <laughs> yeah. birthday boy. Yeah. yeah you're, you're Philadelphia Philly. So. We should have a catch at Brazier. We should. Maybe he'll allow that someday. <laughs> All right, anyhow, we should take a break and uh, come back in a moment or two. Case, I know we got loads of stuff. What do you want me to give away Let's now? Let's do uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider. We have the Spider-Man screening for Far From Home. It's on Wednesday. It's a quick turnaround for a big movie like this. And we can uh, we can put you in seats Wednesday night. It's at 7.30. You need to be at the UA King of Prussia by 7 o'clock if you're interested in going. So we'll take five callers and put you on our list right now. 215-263-WMMR. That is the number. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. The President Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I saw a very interesting story. I mentioned it to Steve, and I think... This might fall under the connoisseur umbrella. Oh, yeah, because I have a couple Out of. Out of left field, he comes with stories about food. He's the connoisseur. I I have a couple of different food stories. This one, <clears throat> while it's not about specific food, the connoisseur uh, seems conflicted. Well, it, it's interesting. It has to do with meals, so it's a new trend that has emerged on the dating scene. And I know we, you know, there's 
when there's a new version of ghosting and things like that, I, I I tend to not bring them up because they're the same things repeated over and over. Right. This may have legs, though. Yeah. I, in fact, one... I think this may have been something that's been in practice for a long time, just never labeled. Now it's got a name. Now it's got a label. Yeah. And in, instead of a booty call, it's called a foodie call. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So this is someone who schedules a date. With someone they aren't really interested in, but they do it just to get a free meal out. All right, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Are we familiar with yes. this? Okay. Yeah. I think it's happened to me before. Really? Because after I read this this morning, I remember way back when, and a, a, a girl went out with me, and, and if I recall, that's kind of what it was all about. <laughs> Was just to get a night out of some food and drink. So when you called her, did you pick up, oh, lobster, I mean, Preston? No. I forgot what the scenario was, but I just remember in the evening or later on, it was kind of apparent that she that's all she just wanted to go out for a night of food and drink. Did she suggest the place or you just it didn't matter. She just was going to pick up a meal and some drinks. It was more of a promotion for the radio station. It was a, uh, it was a dinner out with me, Kenny Knight. Yeah. And uh, and several people and we were going to go from place to place and kind of bar hop and food hop. And she wanted to go. And I, and I had only just recently met her. And uh, when it came to, you know, maybe taking Closing. it to the, to the next level, she right. wasn't interested at all. No. I was like, you? Okay, I see what you did there. Would you like to come up to my room and look at my etchings? It was a foodie call. Yeah. So new research reveals that it's happening quite often. Researchers at Azusa Pacific University had 357 heterosexual women answer a series of... Because they wanted to see if this was a gender thing, okay? Yes. So they had to answer a series of questions... About their personalities, thoughts on traditional gender roles, and their personal foodie call histories. And interestingly enough, 33% of the participants admitted to engaging in at least one foodie call. Let me ask you, so when they broke it down, is it is it <clears throat> predominantly something that happens with females? Or do they, does it happen within the gay community? Do they break I down? I think because of gender roles... Most of the responsibility is on the, the man guy. to pay for the meal. Still the case. So yeah. while that may not happen every time, it's right. still majority in that way. Sure. So I think that's why they focused on, I on think women right. in this particular. Okay. But they did, at the end of it, it does say, yes, it, uh, all genders and, and sexual orientations are guilty of doing guilty. this. Guilty. Yeah. We're all guilty. Uh, so a second study was also performed, this time on 820 women, so a larger sample. Of the women collected, 85% reported being heterosexual and that they were used as the focus of the study. Now, respondents were asked a similar set of questions as the first group, and 23% acknowledged participating in a foodie call, so roughly a quarter. Um, and it's worth noting that most of the women surveyed believed that a foodie call was anywhere from moderately to extremely unacceptable. So, oh, so most they, they frowned upon it. Most of them. All right. Uh, among groups of women, those who admitted to foodie calls scored higher in what they called the dark triad, which means narcissism, uh, psychop- uh, psych- psychop- you know, psychopath, psychopathic tendencies, and uh, uh, megalovalianism. Oh, okay. Uh, those personality traits. So the ends so the, justify the means. So the ones that that uh, that have that type of personality think it's okay. All right. Well, that, that, that's that's an unpleasant person to begin with. However, what if someone um, what if someone lets it be known that that's the only deal? And well, that'd and, be and, nice. Yeah, like to like know that up like front. a sugar daddy or a uh, you know, yeah, you know, uh, 
That's a, a little... Fatback Daddy. Yeah, Fatback yeah, Daddy. I, yeah. I think people do this a lot when it, there isn't anything romantic expected on one side. Do you know? And like, like, professionally, I think people will... Like, doctors will go on these, uh, these little, uh, and like dentists, yeah. when they'll go on these little, like, uh, lunch or dinner learn thingies. Oh, I, I where thought you said Dennis, meaning Kathy's, Kathy's husband. husband. Yeah, he doctors or dentists. Um, yeah. Dentists. Dentists. Yeah. Dentists. Yeah. Um, Dentists. Where, like, a sales rep will have a, have a program, and it's like, well, I'll go to your stupid program, and... <laughs> Get a really nice meal. Okay, but you this know? is different. This yeah, is yeah. this is going this out is one-on-one. Romantic. Uh, well. On some, one side, at least. Most likely, yeah. yeah. But but they see it as, uh, you know, he'll pay for it. I, yeah. You know, I'll go, sure, yeah, that sounds good to me. Would you, would you, would you, have, uh, would you have done that in your dating years? I don't think I would have. You know, if, if the roles were reversed and I knew no. someone. However, I did go to a Burger King where the girl behind the counter liked me and would give me free fries. Okay. Yeah. I usually go out to meals with both of you two. Because one of you guys is going to pick it up. <laughs> it's true. It, it is, is true. It is one hundred percent true. I'm like, oh, well, let, let me get the tip at least. I, that's one thing I always. I, I that's always, why Casey always asks you guys to go to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I do always pick. Well, I, I like to just because I'm. I, I don't know why I like to. You like to pick yeah, up Casey. Yeah, we're being used. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm being you. Hey, at least I'm being upfront about it. Does know, that uh, make it better? But you give me some sweet ass. I do. <laughs> <laughs> at least you get some tail. He's got that little patch of hair right there. That's right, above man. I hold on to it. Oof. Oof. It's like riding on, it's like an mm. avatar when you hold yeah. on to the brain. <laughs> wow. I see you. I see you. I see your bunghole. I see your hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, women who express belief in more tragender, traditional gender roles. What's that? We're also tra- more traditional gender oh, okay. roles. Yeah, uh, we're also I'll have more, ten lobsters on the side of beef place. We're also more likely to engage in a foodie call. Uh, several dark traits, according to the uh, researchers, said uh, several dark traits have been linked to deceptive and exploitive behavior in romantic relationships, such as one night stands, faking an orgasm, or sending unsolicited sexual pictures. I'll tell you something. I uh, I on dates and on first dates uh, when that was my lifestyle and going out, I never really ate. I I I, I, mean, I didn't. I couldn't bring my like I couldn't chow down on a meal. I was always more metered in my eating because it's to me it's you're you're more about trying to foster a relationship well, yeah, than having eating, a, having eating a, and talking. Right, it just yeah. is not conducive. Yeah, you know. Uh, but unless you're going to a nice restaurant and that's part of your conversation, is Ooh, right, great. right, you try right. this. This is wonderful. You know, that's why tapas is so good. For yeah, that. yeah, exactly. You just sort of pick, sample all kinds of things. Oh, try this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, our buddy Craig Legans is on the phone line. He wanted to share a story. Hey, Craig, how you doing, man? Uh, what up, white folks? Uh, I went out with a young woman named Angela Nissel um, a long time ago, and uh, we went out on three dates, and I bought her three dinners because I really liked her, and there was you know a mutual thing. Yeah. Um, and as, a couple of years later, we lost touch, and then she wound up writing a best-selling book called The Broke Diaries, where she talked about uh, dating men. Uh, just to have dinner because she couldn't afford to eat. And were you in that book? I was in the book. Yeah. And now, no. were you? Did she? Did she use the name, or did she use a? Uh, she a, used a different a, name. A, than she, and I wasn't the only guy she did this with, but I was the only guy that got three dates out of her. So when she came, when she she later went on to be the executive producer of Scrubs, and she's a writer now on The Last OG with uh, Tracy Morgan. And when she came back to Philly to autograph her book, she wrote in my copy. Thank you, Craig. I owe you three dinners. Ah, mm. so you, you, you. Before this was a, a labeled thing, you were 
uh, a victim <laughs> of it. Oh yeah, I was I was used for food uh, entirely. <laughs> Do, now, where would you have liked something romantic to have happened, or what? Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and we did. I mean, it was it was a mutual thing. It wasn't, you know. I, yeah. I know what you're talking about in the study, Preston, about you know just using the eye for food, where it's, it's just completely one sided. But right. um, we hit it off, you know, right away, and she still remembered me all those years ago. We saw uh, Paul Fiction together. The first time I saw Paul Fiction was with her. There you go. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I was basically just every time it just didn't dawn on me. It's like, yeah, every time I uh, <laughs> we saw each other, I was paying for dinner, of course, because I liked her. Then the second time, she couldn't go out, so I brought her food. And then the third time, she wasn't feeling too good and wanted to order in. It's like, huh, it was yeah. food. And then when she <laughs> just asked you your credit card number and see, I'm just going to order some stuff from Acme. Yeah, Craig, I would say, hey, listen, uh, you don't owe me three dinners, but yeah. uh, why don't you put me in one of your shows? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that, Casey? Thank you. <laughs> Should be his agent. Yeah, yeah. yeah broker that deal. All right. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it, no man. Problem, guys. By the way, researchers also made it a point to know that foodie calls can happen in many types of relationships and could be performed by any gender as well. So, foodie call. We had a text from somebody up here listening to the show that said they called it, uh, what, what do they call it, Marissa? Food and flea. Or... Food and flea. Same, uh, you know, similar thing. So they they would feed get the food and, and take a feed and flee. That was from uh, Tamika Shipman. So thank you, Tamika, for checking in on that. Uh, another thing from the connoisseur file. Uh, and actually, what I, the connoisseur? I picked this up from uh, Steve. He came across this. It was from coed.com. What late night drunk food is top dog in your book? Mm. I always so you uh, need to eat late at night after a, a night of drinking. And you know what? It's interesting because I read the article. I'm sorry to interrupt. Steve. No, no. Was that uh, it said that the drunken the drinking night uh, ended up with uh, in in two different directions you could go in. Uh, gonna get laid, not gonna get laid. <laughs> is that and, the determining factor? And then in not gonna get laid, it's definitely food time. If you're headed home. So. Yep. so never having been drunk, but fascinated with the various foods that people tend to drink when they are. Because there's a lot of the stuff that I do. Like, I, like I, if I go to a place that has really good chicken fingers, or like every time I go to the, you know, to um, uh, the, the the Wachovia, uh, you know, uh, or anything Aramark, mm-hmm. uh, I, I. You I, love their chicken fingers? I love the freaking chicken fingers. Yeah. And that sauce, whatever it is, that mustard, yeah. mayo. Yeah, what, it's their honey, yeah, mustard. It's their honey mustard. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's excellent. Yeah. So, but but what, when, when Wawa you... Wawa is king uh, around here. Or for at least, post-drinking yeah. fest. And, you know, especially for us in college, Wawa was within walking distance. Right. So we would go what down would there. What would you get? What would, what would you favor? Is um, it, I've always, it's my understanding. Just a, just it's always, a shorty or a classic. Okay. You'd, you'd, yeah. you'd order a hoagie. Yeah. All right, You're getting call. something to sop up. Mm-hmm. Well, here are the, here, here's their list from coed.com and it's pretty, it's pretty broad, yeah. uh, but, but they make some compelling arguments. So there's five on the list, the top five, uh, drunk late night drunk foods. Uh, number five are munchy foods. These are things you go find in the pantry. So chips, candy, uh, cookies, chocolate, stuff like that. That's easy to get to. It says it's acceptable. Uh, to chow down on some chips, candy, and chocolate when you get home from the bar, absolutely. But regardless, it says hot food remains king. Really? Yes, I okay. would agree. You would want something that's got a little more Oomph to substance it. to it. So, so okay. Yes. So, of, of does it usually break sweet or savory? Well, both. Not me. Not uh, drinking. I'm. I'm usually not in sweet mode. I, I want something savory. Yeah, we yep. usually would start with uh, savory and then go sweet. But you know, usually when I was um, drinking, I was more than just drunk. So, <laughs> so little... was anything. Yeah. So it was like <laughs> munchies. But 
Uh, I had heard early, early on in my, uh, you know, drinking career that salty than sweet, and that always uh, stayed with me. So I What's would always salty than sweet for for what food wise. So you start with salty, and sa- so salty and savory would be the same thing. Got you. So like uh, hoagie and chips, followed by something like a tasty Claire pie or yep. cookie. I can't sugar, have anything. Sugary, Preston. If I'm drinking, like I think that there's yeah. too much sugar in usually in like wine or beer that something uh, You're sweet just piling doesn't. On. I yeah, agree. like yeah. It, it becomes too much. Yep, I'm the same way. So number four on this list is uh, chicken fingers and fries. I love chicken fingers. <laughs> which is chicken um, fingers. <laughs> it says here, you know, it seems a little childish, uh, but it says chicken fingers and fries are the old reliable of drunk food. Not too flashy, but major step up. From the munchy stuff, whatever you had lying around in your pantry or your fridge, so these are these are uh, another level, which I agree. For me, that's they're they're way up on the guilty pleasure, guilty food pleasure list. Uh, number three for late night drunk food: burger and fries. <laughs> Says going to a diner after a night of drinking and ordering a cheeseburger with fries is about as American as wearing an all camouflage outfit while you drink a beer, watch college football, and listen to Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, number two, here we go, Marissa. It says burrito and tacos, more specifically Taco Bell. Ah, yes. Taco Bell was always open later than the other fast food chains. Uh, I don't know if that's still the case. Actually, uh, McDonald's has been staying up pretty late as well. But, and uh, dirt cheap. Yep. When when I was of beginning drinking age in my early twenties, they had a they had a promotion that ran. Their menu was fifty nine, seventy nine, and ninety nine. All their items were either fifty nine cents. Yep. Fifty nine cents. Think yeah. about that. Fifty nine, seventy nine, ninety nine. That's and we were made like, boom. For, for students. Absolutely. Yeah. It says the combination of the devil's water and the golden <laughs> bells. Something about these two body poisons together just complement each other. Especially when you consider the fact that you can get approximately five pounds of food at Taco Bell for about four bucks. So it's a good late night drunk true, true. food. Uh, and number one on this list, the number one late night drunk munchie is. You can give me a. You want to? You want to? Come on! Yeah. You look and like I started. Okay, I saw your hand go over to hit the uh, to play the drums, and then I bailed. Play the timpani. <laughs> uh, and I totally agree with this. Pizza. Pizza. Uh, yes. Do you think that that'd be a universal accepting tacos? No, um, what? Pizza. Do you? Uh, yes, I would. And in fact, the, its description here, Steve, is the Jack Nicholson Meryl Streep of late night eats. Wow. Pizza is a legend of the drunk food game. <sighs> Cheap, easily acceptable, and above all, delicious. What am I talking about? <laughs> I am talking about the need to eat pizza. And I think every area had uh, that one pizza place that stayed open late. Yep. Um, so from where I was, it was Imperial Pizza. Uh, KI39393 is a phone number. And, I mean, they were up to, like, 2 in the morning. What and was the number? KI39393. <laughs> KI3? Yeah, it was 543-9393. There's okay. a place on Main Street in Maniunk that's right across from, uh, is it from, is it from uh, Mad River. And it, I think it just opens up at like eleven o'clock at night, yeah. and just services. <laughs> That's smart, yeah. And just hey, services that crowd. King of drunk pizza is Lorenzo's, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's got to be. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised breakfast food isn't on this list because uh, sorry, the we're, way still that, I, we're still yeah, celebrating. We're still celebrating. That's a good point. Yeah, depending on what 
how late you went into the night. So for us, a uh, diner, diner, and yeah. specifically, um, and I don't know why, but Denny's ended up on the list. Yeah, yeah. Denny's is a legend. Yeah. Even I know that we would we would go there, and they they were open twenty four seven, and it was just. Uh, Dude. You know, and that we would have the sweet as a part of the drunken oh. behavior some of the time. Not, I don't, I can't really do that anymore, or, or like the milkshakes or whatever. But Ooh. we would start with the diner food, the classic We'd diner do food, biscuits and gravy yep. at Denny's. Man, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> never done that. Really, yeah. and it's and it's great hangover food anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you ever had biscuits and gravy? I've never had biscuits and gravy. Oh my god! Biscuits. Yeah, I'm shocked. And okay. I actually, I, um, I, uh, 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 <laughs> diner food. I have a hard time getting anything but breakfast, no matter what time of day. Yeah, like, I agree with you. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's, biscuits. <laughs> um, I, I, I did go. I did try to find the perfect tuna melt at a di- at diners, and then I stopped doing that because I never found one. My quest is unfulfilled. <laughs> uh, but you're right. Uh, generally, breakfast at, yeah. uh, at the diner. I don't, there was I don't... a place near Bucknell, Casey, called Goodwills, and uh, they would serve an entire breakfast that was about forty thousand calories for a dollar twenty seven or so. You know, it was just one of these places. Sign me up. Man. It was. It was, and then and they had biscuits and gravy. It was the best hangover food, and it was just. It was. I loved Goodwills so very much. So at your uh, party, Preston, I got. I I heard a rumor that the Lorenzo's pizza might be increasing in size. No, uh, what? what? Really? Yeah. Yeah, so Joe is there. Giuseppe, the owner of uh, Lorenzo, said uh, they might make it bigger. By about like three inches. to Dear get, God, to get right. for what full. reason? <laughs> Why not? But you because know, you can do, now do, fit them into your trunk and they want to, <laughs> you know. Do you know the, uh, like he was explaining to me, the, the process, because you have to make sure each slice is the exact right size. And they have like a like a like a like an idiot proof way of cutting the pie and all, and the special boxes that need to be made, all that stuff. Being Joe's neighbor has its perks because <laughs> he brought it to the party. He brought over <clears throat> he he brings over stuff they're testing. Yeah, and he and he has me sample it. He right walked past me. He's like, here, try this. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I just ate. He's like, it was excellent. A bunch of burritos. No, no, no. Have this. this it was a tomato, tomato pie. Yeah. that he made. Yeah, I went to college with a girl who used to babysit for the owner of Pat Steaks, and when she would babysit. Oh my God! She would come home with just like dozens of cheesesteaks and cheese fries. It was Gold. the best. Yes, I used to when... nanny for the owner of Circle Pizza in Avalon, and I mean, all summer long, it just—if we wanted anything, we'd just call over to the restaurant and they'd oh. bring it over. Oh my God! I tell you, when he got there to the party, I go, I go, honey, Joe brought pizza. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to make any of the other food. <laughs> oh man! Oh. So uh, number one on that list, yeah, pizza. All right, sorry, breakfast yeah. uh, food discrepancy here. Which is better, cream chip beef, uh, cream chip beef, or Anything. biscuits and gravy? <laughs> Anything Ooh. is better than cream chip biscuits. beef. I don't know. No, about that. dude, I have a cream chip beef. Deep love for cream chip beef. Mm. SOS as it's called. Yeah, I know. No, my dad loved it. He would eat that in the army. I just, no way. You ever had it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sometimes when we would have breakfast for dinner, we would have that, and I would. Basically, it was trash for dinner. Oh, no, I love you that. You said first time you had it was in the Army. Uh, no, I but would never liked it. I got to give the edge to uh, to biscuits and gravy, though. All right. Um, biscuits. Real quick, is it just gravy and biscuits, or is there like a meat in there somewhere? It's sausage gravy. Okay. So there's chunks of sausage. Right, I should try that sometime. Yeah, it's not your standard, you know, like gravy you would have on turkey or something like no. that. It's breakfast gravy. Okay. It's a white gravy with uh, with sausage in it. So, yeah. Is it's there, healthy. I'm sure yeah. it is. And, you <laughs> to know, be I'm honest, a lot of times when you see people running in a marathon, yeah. it's not water. It's, <laughs> it's that gravy. Right. <laughs> they chug it on the way. Yeah. Is is there a particular place around here where you would recommend I get that? If uh, I was I, to get it. Dude, I haven't had biscuits and gravy in ages. 
I, you know what? Where you might want to go but is is like a um, oh man, hold on a second. I'm having risque a... Bristol. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Are you going to be there? Yeah, you're going to be night. there. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, uh, Bob Evans. Okay. If, if you're going to look yeah. for like a chain place, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some mom and pop places that have awesome biscuits and gravy. If you know of great biscuits and gravy, email Caseyboy wmmr.com. Let him know. Yeah, there's a there's a little secret spot that I go for breakfast down the shore that I don't want to discuss necessarily on the radio because I, other people might find it and the business might do well and they may profit. Well, no, no, they do fine. Okay. I don't want them doing finer. Okay. Uh, because then I have to wait. <laughs> okay, all right. I know what you're talking yeah. about. All right. Actually, a biscuits and gravy bar would actually be a pretty good thing. I'm I'm now, you know, Shell had the the burrito bar. Yeah. At at this charity event we had last year, they had a mashed potato bar. Bars yeah, are great. Yeah, Bars yeah. are great, right? You stick a food in a bar situation, yeah. it's great. A, a biscuits and gravy bar or gravy oh. bar. Ooh. With different things you could put it on. Toast and... How about a liquor bar? Biscuits and... <laughs> Anything you want gravy. <laughs> Anything. Anything you want <laughs> gravy, <laughs> son. <laughs> <laughs> Six packs uh, of <laughs> gravy. Soda. <laughs> Right. Anyway, Cracker Barrel apparently has great biscuits and gravy. Thank you. That yeah. was the obvious one. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Go to Cracker Barrel. All right. All right. Let biscuits. me see. What... I might go there today. Let me see if I can find one more thing. Uh, let's stick with the drunk stuff here, real quick, because this is a really, real shorty from the uh, the connoisseur. More advice for the raging alcoholics from the connoisseur. There you go. So, uh, Pedialyte. Pedialyte now comes in a freezer pop form. Yeah, they, yes, I've oh, actually had, had it. I was that. looking for have those. They always? Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. You know what, know Preston? That. Pedialyte. You mean for the hangovers, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, for I... me, for food poisoning. <laughs> uh, when I've had it, I've had food yes. poisoning twice. It's made for kids, though, right? Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. The second time, just because I got so tired of of drinking the the, the thing, I had I, I um, got the pops. I got the pops. Steve, when I just had food po- food poisoning yeah. this last time, that's. The next day, I had the worst headache I've ever had in my entire life, and that's what saved me. Everything's the- gone. Everything, all, all your electro, your body is just completely mm-hmm. depleted, and you get that raging, tired headache. Yeah, and only the Pedialyte can help. I was actually looking for it. My son, if you remember, was or Gatorade. Sick. He was sick a couple of weeks ago, and I was looking for that specifically. Case you, see, it. Target doesn't have them for some reason, or okay. at least my Target didn't. Uh, CVS had them. CVS. Uh, Amazon uh, is CVS, you're right. Oh. <laughs> Amazon is currently selling the electrolyte supplement in four different flavors: blue raspberry, grape, orange, and cherry. You is know, it, is it uh, technically for kids who are teething? No, I think no, it's, it's for alcoholics. No, no, I think it's if, like if they're <laughs> sick, Nick, to help them. You know, if they're like throwing up or having balance fever. their electrolytes. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. No, uh, I meant I meant the pops. I don't know. Because uh, sometimes you would give like uh, ice, you know, for for kids who act were where the yeah. people were coming in. Well, yeah, it's not maybe. specifically for, but I would recommend. I, I I guess you could recommend doing that. Sure. I can't drink Gatorade or anything like that without it's. There's such a clear association with being sick that I only ever drink it when I'm sick because it has it would have an unpleasant connotation to it. Hey, I have two other things that we have to get to. Oh, Let's do it. I, I apologize, but uh, this, this, Steve, this speaks directly to you. Popcorn is going to be in short supply uh, this year because of relentless spring rain. It prevented many growers across the Midwest from planting. Uh, <laughs> Steve's gone now. Popcorn processors estimate 30 to 40% of the nation's popcorn fields went unplanted this spring. Why? And the crops in many that were planted are growing poorly. Uh, Patrick Hopkins, owner of Amish Country Popcorn, said it will be scarce. Oh, Patrick. He said we 
actually just finished planting last week. We were very fortunate that we got it in. We've heard that a lot of popcorn growers were not able to get much planted. What's more, most of the popcorn crop was planted too late to achieve normal fall yields. And many areas of the Midwest continue to experience record-breaking rainfall. There's tons of flooding going on in the Midwest. Right it's now. true. It's true. I love popcorn. Yep. I, I, it's my it's my favorite so, to, to eat salty snack food. I almost got you that popcorn machine they have at Bob and Ron's Worldwide Stereo. It's excellent. I almost got that for you really? for your birthday, but I got you the, the comic instead. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the reduced supply means that the price for popcorn will rise. So it's not going to be... You're not going to see less popcorn. You're not going to. It's just be more expensive. Yeah, they're not going to run out of the movie theater. So should it, I invest in it? You no. Now would be a bad time to invest okay. in it because the pr- the price is going to go up. And, and well, there's not enough, and not as many All people. Right. Well, I don't know. Maybe you would go up. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know how that stuff works. <laughs> Clearly, we don't know. Yeah, well, don't invest in it. It's going to profit. Uh, it's eventually going to be passed. You'll make money, you idiot. Passed on to the consumer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We don't, I would, I, every time Normally, you hear, when the crops are bad, that's yeah. not a good thing, yeah. right? For you, an investor. So. No, don't. You'll make a fortune. I don't know. Would you? All right. Uh, th- and this other thing I have to mention, because I think this is from... I think this is a product returning... More financial advice from the connoisseur. <laughs> no, I'm not doing financial oh. advice. I think this is uh, from my childhood. Pillsbury's. <laughs> that was a stop, complete stop. stop. All right, go ahead. Pillsbury's new filled crescents oh. are stuffed with actual pie filling. All right, all right. So, so they come as a kit. Okay, so it includes the crescent dough, the filling, and the icing. Oh, so and you I make think, it? I think they made these when I was a kid, and I missed them. But they're not going to have the flavor that I loved, which was blueberry. So we're talking about an actual crescent roll, which mm-hmm. I adore. Yep, light me too. and flaky and airy crust. And you're saying inside would be some sort of blueberry-type pie It'll filling. It would be cherry or apple pie filling. And basically, you, you squirt the filling onto the... Uh, squirt on, all over it. Onto <laughs> the dough. You fold the dough over, and then you take the... After it cooks, then you take the icing and put it on top. This isn't appetizing to me at all. No? No. You wouldn't like, like, a, like a, cr- a, cr- a crescent roll oh, with a, a croissant? No. What the is it? Cook, like cooked cherries or cooked fruit or apples. Fruit fillings Ooh. like that? You don't no. like like a, like a blueberry pie I don't like... I. You know what? Blueberry pie... I can handle apple pie. I love the crust. I love the crumbles. But warm apples, oh, God. Yeah. I, I'm oh, not, my God. Wow, but any I other fruit it. I'm okay so with. Um, Kathy, uh, you don't, what about cobbler? Are you a fan of cobbler? No, not really. Okay. No. Preston, I was at the, uh, I was at the water park over the weekend, and I can tell you, <laughs> this is not necessary. <laughs> uh, I saw a lot of people in their bathing suits, myself included. <laughs> This is not necessary. We do not need to add. Uh, need he believes it, it's it contributing to the fattening of America. It's uh, yeah, and and biscuits and gravy is not. No, that is. Well, a that was regiment. already there, President. I'm yeah. just saying we don't need to add on top of it. Whatever we have is fine. Yes. Besides, breakfast is good for you. We're yeah, getting you. the job done. Yes, the most important meal of the day. Even if you're eating it for dinner. Right. Yeah. Okay. More uh, more pancakes, please. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm in training. The product is expected to roll out nationally at the end of July. Well, should I invest in this? Uh, you should. You know what? I should bring by some stuff that Carter made for our party, and I don't know where it was during the party. What did Carter make for the party? But it's called Million Dollar Bacon. Uh, okay. Dear God, is it good? Yeah, it's unbelievable. He uh, he has he has some chops. What, else, what uh, else did he make? That I he made the guacamole and oh, he, made, he made the stuffed uh, pepper peppers. And Ooh. who brought out the uh, the pepper jelly? 
Uh, that was my wife. That was good. Done that. Yeah. My girlfriend was a fan. Yum. Yeah. Um, it's easy. Million dollar bacon, though. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It's, I don't know how he made it, but it, it essentially... It, you it, roll up million dollar bills. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's bacon that has like a candy coating on it, like it has a, a, a maple candy coating on it, and it was absolutely amazing. Fantastic. I'll have to bring some of it in. I think we have some left. I'll try That is awesome. And that, tomorrow. again, as with always in any connoisseur segment, I'm now incredibly hungry. Yeah, me too. Sorry about that. It's getting close to quitting time, so we'll be able to eat in a little while. Uh, anyhow, these are the things that I thought were worth bringing up to you today. I am the connoisseur. The connoisseur is now leaving. Mm-hmm. Time to close down the restaurant. Check, please. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. And uh, i got some more Bizarre File stories that I think you will appreciate it. Make sure you stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, the Greg Silver Band. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. See and hear more at WMMR.com, keyword local shots. The Greg Silver Band, Jackson's local shots artist of the month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. 93.3 WMMR, I love the effect on that uh, guitar at the end of that song. Sunday Driver is from the Tours. Got a little information on them coming up in music news. And I was just handed a concert announcement. We'll get those details coming up in music news in a little while. So get yourself ready for that. It is just about 10 a.m. Let's get our final look at traffic. What's happening, Kath? In Upper Dublin, Dreshertown Road between Limetown Pike and uh, 63 Welsh Road. We've got a closure there. That's road construction. Uh, delay is still on the Schuylkill westbound past Yankton South Street, the boulevard out to Belmont eastbound directions, slowing from 202 into Belmont, Montgomery to the Vine Expressway, 95 southbound heavy, the Betsy Ross Bridge, through to Girard out in Feasterville. Uh, construction set up on Street Road between Trevos and Lincoln Highway, the left lane closed there. Uh, on 95 southbound, that's jammed the Betsy Ross Bridge through to Girard, Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound. Slowing Willow Grove to Fort Washington in New Jersey, 42 south at 55. An accident off to the right shoulder, 55 northbound jam Stepford to 42. And still delays on the Ben Franklin Bridge westbound from the mid-span to 8th and Vine. This traffic report brought to you by Recovery Centers of America. At Devon, they've customized addiction treatment programs for those who require increased focus on issue related to trauma and relapse prevention. Call today, 1-800-RECOVERY. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, stack of stories here for you. Let's get to them now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre all right, let's start off with something that's uh, actually tragic and not uh, not bizarre, but it is uh, pretty wild. This happened. Authorities in Hawaii are investigated after 11 people were killed in a skydiving plane crash. I saw this. On the north shore of Oahu with the aircraft fully ablaze when emergency crews arrived. Uh, they initially reported that nine people died in the crash, saying that uh, three of them were uh, customers of the skydiving company and six were employees, but it later confirmed as 11 people on board, no survivors. The twin-engine Beechcraft King airplane... Took off from uh, Dillingham Airfield on the north shore of the island. The plane turned around after it took off and appeared to be heading back to the airfield when it skimmed over some trees and crashed near the airfield's perimeter fence. You know, you know, we know whenever you hear of it, this happens from time to time. Skydiving planes, they'll crash and people are in them and you go, why didn't they just, just jump, jump out? out? 
But they just they went up and they turned around and came back and there was no way they were high enough for those guys. Right. To or so anything. there was clearly something wrong with the uh, the with aircraft. The, the aircraft and they were trying to get back. Yeah. Uh, and what's horrible? The most horrible part about this is so these people are going up for skydiving. So there were family members and friends that were waiting at the airport. Oh, they were going to see them when they came, you know, landing. Terrible, terrible news. So just yeah, that's uh, that's tragic. All right, on to lighter stuff. Yes, please. Now, here's a guy who had some pretty, he, he was a criminal, but it's got a funny twist to it, I guess so. A uh, man accused of impersonating a ride-sharing driver has been arrested and indicted on multiple charges. Tommy Beard was arrested and charged with two counts of kidnapping and impersonating a network company driver. He's accused of picking up intoxicated college women uh, from bars, and when he was arrested, police said they found photos on his phone of them unconscious, uh, clothed women in his back seat. Yet he would focus on their breast and crotch area. He wouldn't not, like undress them or anything. Like okay. That. But the weird twist in this is when sixty-two-year-old Beard was arrested, he was wearing an artificial penis for some reason. Does he have an actual authentic penis? They didn't indicate that, but he had an artificial one, All right. and he like was, a spare. He was wearing it, and apparently was fully engorged as well. Uh, investigators said when they searched his car, they also found a loaded gun and a bottle of hair conditioner. All right. Just hearing the specifics of this story, this sounds kind of weird. I need a penis and a gun and some conditioner, please. Well, if he had done all that, he probably, you know, thank God he didn't do anything further because I think he was heading in that territory. Now, here's a really weird story. A power power cut that disrupted rail traffic on a Japanese island last month was caused by a slug. A slug? And by that, I'm meaning, you know, like a snail out of its shell. Yeah, a slug. Uh, more than 12,000 people's journeys were affected when nearly 30 trains shuddered to a halt because of the slimy intruder's actions. Its electrocuted remains were found lodged inside equipment next to the tracks. Was there a note next to it? No. Um, tragically, we'll okay, never know. We'll never know the reason why the slug committed suicide. The incident in Japan has echoes of a shutdown caused by a weasel at <laughs> Europe's largest uh, at Europe's Large Hadron Collider in 2016. When the weasel took a fatal chew on wiring inside high-voltage transformers, it caused a short circuit, which temporarily stopped the work of the particle accelerator. Well, some you know, if they can get inside, yeah. they can cause havoc. In Japan, local media on the trail of the slug report that it managed to squeeze through a tiny gap to get into a load uh, disconnector, and that's how it did it. You ever had a nightmare in which you wake up at night alone, strapped in a seat in a completely dark and freezing cold room with no means to contact anyone? Well, that happened to a young lady named Tiffany Adams at the in a, she was an Air Canada passenger and she was it was supposed to be a simple 90-minute flight from Quebec City to Toronto Pearson International Airport earlier this month. Adams, who has since been experiencing anxiety and insomnia, wrote that she fell asleep in a row of seats on a nearly empty flight. And by the time she woke up, the plane had arrived at its destination and had been parked away from the nearest terminal. Wow. Her cell phone battery was depleted, therefore useless, and there was no power on the plane to recharge it. No one else was on the pitch black plane. Adams made her way to the cockpit where she eventually found a flashlight. The light helped her figure out how to open the main exit door, but there was no gangway. So she said she was staring at what she said was a 40 to 50 foot drop. I don't think it was that. No, no, no. Uh, To the ground, hardly an attractive means of escape. But she focused the flashlight on the uh, plane's exterior, hoping that the reflection might catch someone's attention. In time, the driver of a luggage cart came to her rescue. 
Adams said that Air Canada representatives offered her a ride home and then called her twice to apologize and say that they've launched an investigation as to how she was missed by the plane's crew when everyone else got off the flight in Toronto. Sorry. Yeah, so they... they I can imagine if you're yeah. locked in that thing, it would be... It'd be funny at first, and then it'd be like, wait a minute, how the hell am I getting out of here? Uh, let's see here. A walk in the woods has taken a Duluth, Minnesota man back seven decades. Ray Olvey said that he was shocked when he saw this. The 88-year-old maker of diamond willow canes was searching the woods near his home for the perfect branch for one of his canes when he found instead a piece of his past. Ray, a piece of his past. Ray says... I seen that round thing in the mud there, and I thought it was a snuff can. I picked it up, and it was a puck with my initials on it. I seen it right over there. And R.U. had been jackknife carved into a, in, uh, with a left-handed cut on both sides of the puck by a young left-handed teenager. And he said, that's how I made my U all those years ago, in school even. That's my full name, R.U. Stupid. He's... <laughs> He said, I was flabbergasted. How could something like that be sitting right there when I walked up and just about stepped on it after 70-some-odd years? He said, it's unbelievable. Funny part is, I never played hockey. Ray couldn't wait to get home to show his uh, the puck to his wife, Sonia. Yeah, it's great. He said, he said <laughs> I couldn't... You go find a stick. He said, I couldn't share it with any of his buddies because they're all dead, Sonia says. Yeah, um, I envy them. I must have went to 10 houses so excited about this puck. Carrying yeah, it with great. Me, carrying it with me in a napkin so I wouldn't do any damage. Hey, got it. Did you say, oh, yeah, I know you have a puck. It's yeah. great. Ray isn't sure. Go look for sticks. How his <laughs> Ray isn't sure how his puck ended up in the woods. The neighbor, I just can't figure it. The neighborhood rank was about a block away, and his slap shot wasn't that good. So I'm right here, and I'm looking over there, and I see it. I seen it. He said. No, I know this guy. Goddamn story. He does know it was special to him. You found a round piece of hard rubber while you were looking for a stick. He said, my dad wouldn't pay a quarter for a puck back in them days. Uh, You had one that followed you, and it lasted all winter. It's truth, man. You always held on to your first (laughs) There are certain certain truths in life. Dad taxes and your hockey puck. Your hockey puck. All right, do I have to wrap it up there? Yeah. Okay. Now, nah. all right, I got a couple of good ones left for tomorrow. <laughs> all right, cool. I'll hang on to those, but time-wise, we got to wrap things up. All right, we're going to break. We're going to come back in a second. We'll get to the lesson questions. You've been paying attention. Also, some concert information along Ooh. with music news and the trash, too. So we'll return in just a couple of minutes. Make sure you stay. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are the Preston and Steve Show. It is a Monday. We'll get that letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize to get you started. Don't miss it. I mean, then you can try to kind of figure them out if you if you miss a few here and there. But why take that chance? Stay with us. We'll get to it in a little while. And we have four ringside seats for WWE Extreme Rules. Sunday, July 14th the Wells Fargo Center. So uh, we'll have it coming up. Going to do the lesson question. Today, we are giving away a pair of tickets as the Harry Potter film concert series returns to the man Ah. with Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban in concert. 
uh, the third film in the Harry Potter series. You know, I've, that's the one that I haven't seen from beginning to end. I always just catch it in really? pieces. I need to watch that because I get confused about the uh, the plot line of that. I got to go back and see. That was one that they <laughs> asked, uh, they asked uh, <clears throat> Night Shyamalan to direct it. Really? Yeah, and he, he had a conflict. I think he was, I can't remember what it was, but he, he either turned it down or wasn't able to do it at that time. Okay. Uh, well, anyhow, you can win some tickets to this. Let's get the question to you. Uh, man, according to Marissa, what are people? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. <clears throat> that was from um, like 648. Or no, it was around 725 this morning. According to Marissa, what are people? 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, you should call right now. We'll see if you can win. We're going to be doing the trash while you're calling in. Here we go. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what is going on today? Well, Nicki Minaj calling Miley Cyrus a Purdue chicken after Cyrus included a dig lyric in one of her songs saying she prefers listening to Cardi B. Minaj went further, paraphrasing the old Purdue ad slogan, saying, quote, it takes a tough man to make a whore. <laughs> Friends of Mama June Shannon say they fear for her safety because they believe she's under the control of her boyfriend, Gino Doak. Many of those friends believe Gino is both devious and brilliant, noting that they've often heard him cl- uh, c- count to ten. Oh, my God. They're very God. impressed by that. Over there. Hulk Hogan's daughter on Amazon, Brooke Hogan, is the latest proponent of goat yoga, saying having the animals balance on her strengthens her core. Brooke does admit that because she's a bit larger, she's considering skipping it up to buffalo yoga. (laughs) (laughs) That's your Hollywood trip. Whatever happened to her? Remember, they were trying to make her a music star for a little while That was the whole... uh, Focus of Hogan Growing up Hogan. Growing up Hogan. Yeah. Was it Hogan, Hogan knows, knows best? best? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then it's, I guess she's still trying, but okay. I think that hit's going to come any day now. Any day now. Yeah, we right. show have a buffalo on her back. <laughs> can we go to the lesson question, see if we can find an answer. According to Marissa, what are people? That's our question today, and it is John who gets to take first crack at it. Hey, John, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, John. According to Marissa, what are people? Geniuses? They're geniuses. Yeah! People are geniuses. John, hang on. We're going to give you a pair of tickets as the Harry Potter film concert series returns to the man with Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban in concert to the third film in the Harry Potter series on July 26th. Philadelphia Orchestra will perform the magical score from the film while the film plays in high definition on a 40-foot screen. Get tickets via Ticketmaster.com or The Man Box Office. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All righty. Got some stories here to pass along. Wait. Oh, there it is. I had a concert announcement. I want to make sure I didn't misplace that. We'll save that for the end. How about that? Uh, Soundgarden and Hole are among a group of artists who filed a class action lawsuit against Universal Music Group on Friday over a 2008 fire that reportedly destroyed up to 500,000 master recordings in the record company's archive vaults. What? Yeah, you were, you were describing there's a whole bunch of really irreplaceable stuff lost. Yeah, the lawsuit seeks to recover half of any settlement proce- uh, proceeds and insurance payments received by UMG and half of any remaining loss of value not compensated by such settlement uh, proceeds and instrument payments. Suit claims that Universal took in settlement proceeds 
and insurance claims valued at $150 million. Lawsuit claims that UMG concealed the money it received in settlements and insurance payments, adding that the company was apparently hoping that it could keep it all to itself by bearing the truth in sealed court filings and a confidential settlement agreement. Uh, so the New York Times earlier this month revealed that the June 1st, 2008 fire on the Hollywood lot of Universal Studios incinerated thousands of recordings by many of music's biggest artists. And I, I rattled off a bunch uh, last time we talked about this, but it's everybody from Louis Armstrong to Nine Inch Nails to Guns N' Roses to the Eagles to <laughs> Buddy Holly, R.E.M., Elton John, Tom Petty, so on and so on. They also lost three of Nick Cannon's turbans. No! Yeah. That's unbelievable. They were they were just starting to catch on, <laughs> just, too. Just taking off. Blink-182 has released a new single called Generational Divide, along with an accompanying video. The 52nd song is being shared by the band and promised ahead of its co-headlining summer tour with rapper Lil Wayne. Lil? It's a 52nd song? That's Lil. That's the shortest song I've ever heard of. Well, at least the one that's being released, you sure. know. How long is Her Majesty? It's like fifteen seconds. Okay, ha. but it's it's a ditty. It's a you know, it's just a yeah. it's a it's a button at the end of an album. Uh, but anyhow, yeah, it's a short song. Uh, the video takes place in a small room decorated with throwback concert posters, a nod to the trio's punk rock roots. Uh, Generational Divide is likely to appear on Blink's next studio LP, which is due out later this year, and we'll follow up 2016's. California album. They got Warped Tour this weekend, Marissa? Is that what you were saying? Where's that at? Where? Iceland. Sorry, I was recording the song. They're going to be down in Atlantic City for the Warped Tour on the beach. Okay. Okay. All right, cool. Not Iceland. Uh, The Raconteurs released their first studio album in 11 years, Help a Stranger, on Friday, and celebrated its arrival with their first late-night appearance in years. Uh, The band played two nights in a row on Late Show with Stephen Colbert, performing Help Me Stranger on Thursday, and Bored and Raised... The following night, uh, Stephen Colbert joined in on the first night's festivities while both songs are now online. Did he talk about us, Jack White? I'm sure he went on and on. Yeah. What is this show that you're talking about? You just can't stop talking about the great interview you had with these guys. On Friday night, the Rolling Stones kicked off their 2019 No Filter North American tour dates at Chicago's Soldier Field, marking the band's first gig since Mick's successful heart valve uh, procedure in April. And by all accounts, Jagger's performance during the 20-song concert uh, showed absolutely no signs of any health issues, delivering yet another age-defying showcase. Apparently, he was on fire. I mean, I've never heard of anybody attending a Stone show where they didn't say he really delivered. Opening night was no frills, uh, no special guests, no real surprises, save for the inclusion of the 1989 song Steel Wheels opener, or I'm sorry, the 1989 Steel Wheels opener, Sad, Sad, Sad which hasn't graced a stone set list in nearly 17 years, and the long, white-haired Keith Richards now sporting a head full of newly rinsed light brown locks. What? I've not seen this yet. What, is he looking all uh, beachgoer? I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, (laughs) Prior to the show, Ron Wood spoke to the mirror and shed light on how the stones found out out that uh, Mick needed the routine heart procedure. He said, we knew that it was something serious. I think he needed a bit of support, which we gave him. Uh, we thank our lucky stars. This was certainly a swerve, a left-hand ball for us. 
It was very good for him that they were able to work it out. He was actually able to stay at home and just mail them his heart. Wow. And they did all the work and then sent it back. Uh, he went on to say, we just tried to stay positive and wait until the surgery had been done. And we, when we got a big thumbs up from that and from Mick, we breathed a sign of relief and we were able to carry on with our lives again. What so, do you think he weighs? 140 pounds? Man, something like that. I but mean, he's... In he's, great shape. He's a twig, but yeah. yeah, he he jumps around and does all that stuff. He still, he still can you know entertain a stadium. Yes, it's at amazing. that age, and he you know works the entire stage. Yeah. Yep. All right, and then one last thing. I have some concert announcement news to pass along to you. MMR rocks Alter Bridge and Skillet, co-headlining the Victorious Sky Tour, uh, Wednesday, September twenty fifth. They're going to be playing the Met, Philadelphia. Which Very is nice. Uh, tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. And uh, pre-sale Thursday, uh, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. info. That's not the bill Arthur Brown's on, correct? At WMMR.com. No. <laughs> yeah, because you have the, the very religious bands and then the God of Hellfire. Uh, Sarah is in for Jackson this week, and she is going to have a chance for you to win tickets all week long. Is there a special guest in today for Pierre? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> a first-time appearance? Uh-huh. First-time special guest. I... You were in the he, meeting. He, he's uh, tall. He's got a gigantic nose. Sometimes doesn't wear underwear. Very, uh, very uh, energetic. You Loves Gino Vanelli. You can always see his balls. Oh, you can always see his oh balls. My God. His name is I Jackie. Was, <laughs> I was thinking like a musician or something no. like that. A, you're right. Pierre's off this week, and Jackie freaking Bam Bam is filling in. It's awesome. And if you've lived your life in just those middays out, midday hours and have never had a chance to experience Jackie Bam Bam, this is going to be interesting hearing him on NPR's shift. I, I love it. I stopped in uh, last week at, or the week before, and, and uh, he was very kind to let me come in and promote the uh, the charity, the Mutiny on the Mushaloo. Mm-hmm. And I came in. I was, it, was, it was Friday, and he was just tearing. He puts on. It's a circus every night on yep. the show. Most definitely. So he'll be in. All right. So anyhow... Uh, that's it. That's all I have for you in music news. You guys want to take a break? Yeah. yeah. Right, let's do that. We'll come back in a second. We'll get ready to wrap things up with the letter of the day, word of the week, and maybe Jackie will be here for the uh, crossover. We'll see about that. Stay with us. Return shortly. What's new? Glad you asked. Muse. Everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. It is uh, 1038. We are the President Steve Show. About ready to wrap up today's program, which uh, has been a lot of fun for Monday. I needed a good fun Monday to get the week started. We have a lot of things planned through the course of the week, but today was just kind of light and conversational. Would you call it a Monday fun day? I think it might have been a Monday fun day. And you know what? The, the Batman bed has been moved out. The Batmobile bed has been deconstructed and moved out of the studio. Uh, Going to find a new home for that in the very near future. We'll tell you about that. A legitimate work of art. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's amazing. It just wouldn't fit in my room, but where it's going is awesome. So, and uh, 
Yeah, it, 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 you do have a sense of more space now that a full bed has been removed from the uh, studio. <laughs> Nick, the name of our uh, carpenter once again? Mark Campbell. And, Mark uh, Campbell. Okay. Yeah, all his information's up on PrestonandSteve.com. I'll, I'll bump it back up because he deserves some props. He just did such a, a phenomenal job, and you can hire him uh, if you want I'm a $10,000 yeah. $10, bed for your own house. Uh, Mark will build no, one No, but he you. does, like, normal stuff. He does bookshelves, built-ins. <laughs> no, it's stuff like that that's not going to cost you ten yeah. grand. Right. Uh, you know, we didn't have any on-mic guests today, but we do have uh, two people that have been in our studio today, and I wanted to pop them on the mic. Uh, this is listener Nick, who's on the, the mic. And the, one of the reasons Nick has come a long way, and your wife's name, I'm sorry? Mandy. And Mandy. Now, she was desperate to get on microphone, Preston. Uh, she, <laughs> she begged wasn't. not to be put on the mic. But Nick and Mandy are from New Zealand, and uh, they're in the States, and they wanted to swing by here and say hi to us because you guys listen to us all the time. Yeah, well, I, I listen. She hasn't done the uh, five-day challenge. Oh, okay. We but she's go. getting there. Getting she there. she yeah, told yeah. me all she hears is Julie Jerkoff and the end is purple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Then she's hearing good stuff, yeah. quality yeah. stuff. But Nick has been making little comments that only listeners would know while he's been here in the studio, which is cool. How long have you been listening to our show? I reckon it's um, eight or nine years. No kidding. I think the first year I listened was Drunk Day. And oh, man. Uh, Kathy and Nick <laughs> were doing uh, donuts in the car park on, a, on bikes or something. Oh, oh yeah, the, the, yeah, the segways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so, so what? How did you get introduced to the show? You just on uh, iTunes, or no? There was a there was a, a radio station, a rock station in New Zealand that changed their breakfast show, and uh, yeah, because everyone's saying, "Oh, you need to do this," and, and yeah. they changed it to that. Somebody said, "Listen to you guys." From New Zealand, so I looked it up, and really, uh, yeah, and here we are. Wow, I love it! Wow. I love wow. it! And Nick, you're a uh, you're a DJ. You do weddings and stuff, Wedding, right? Weddings, okay. uh, yeah. And are you in the states for? Was there? A, uh... Yeah, I was in Gatlinburg. So we so we got married yeah. on the 14th. This is part of our honeymoon. Oh, yeah, it's very I cool. Mean, how romantic am I? I bring it here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to meet you guys on our honeymoon. Oh man! So we uh, we got married on the uh, the fourteenth of June. Uh-huh. Flew straight out through Houston into uh, Gatlinburg. Yeah, that's a cool place in Tennessee. Tennessee, huh? that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, had a, a DJ conference there, uh, and then we've been to uh, where did we go? New York City. Yeah, uh, and then got the Greyhound here. Okay, yesterday that's an experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, if uh, it would have been on time if it hadn't left an hour late, you know what? A lot of times people take the Greyhound. Or, or, you know, it's very popular, and yeah. for future the, the Bolt buses, which are uh, are really like they're like ten bucks, and they just you know they're they're pretty right. reliable. But hey, you went the Greyhound yeah, way. We made yeah, it. we yeah. made it. Uh, but you're on your way to Vegas next, right? Yeah, we're going to Vegas. Uh, Mandy's never been, and then uh, on to Hawaii. But um, oh, that's man. wonderful. Yeah. My uh, my kids have heard bits of the show as well because I listen in the uh, the car, which yeah. is yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like car better. I have yeah, to translate some. Yeah. And uh, so my my kids are teenagers, Paris and Jordan. They love Crack Shot. Ah, oh, nice. which I haven't heard for a while. Yeah, yeah we, we gotta go back to that. About to say we need to we need to dust that game off. And the other one is uh, uh, Fakey or Casey. Do you remember that game? Oh yeah, yeah. Casey or Fakey. I don't remember that at all. Did we play sounds that might have been him no, or no, it was quotes. it was farts. It was oh, fun. Oh, oh, some, yeah. were, okay. some were canned and some were yours, and you had to guess which were his. Oh my god! Well, you've got to actually work up a few. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 these yeah. are so, mine. Yeah. That's my question fart, and then this is my angry fart. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sad and morose. Those yeah. were legit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have Jeff's uh, great oh. fart? This is well, Casey's I actually best. have him. Casey's best friend, Jeff. Yeah. Yep. That's, oh, jeez. That's and one then. Of the best. 
Hang on. And then Jeff has this his super fart. Okay. And this is like totally legit. All right, I want to hear it. Oh yeah. That's that's amazing, uh, right? And uh, welcome to America. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm not sure why Manny doesn't like this show. He hasn't, really, he hasn't got into it yet. And of course, my uh, my friend Richard Mills, who has contacted you guys occasionally as well, uh, he was meant to be here. And he uh, was in the states. And... He, he's yeah, yeah, he's on his way back home. He's uh, he's got just a little bit of brain cancer. Oh, oh sorry to hear yeah. that. And uh, too many roller coasters at Dollywood and Gatlinburg. And, uh, <laughs> well, wow. we send him positive thoughts because I know yeah. that he wanted to be here as well, and, yes, and uh, hopefully he's able to make it back and be okay. We'll get him back. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for visiting. We appreciate you making this uh, the, one of your stops while thanks you're in for the having States. Us. That's this cool. No problem. Have fun in Vegas, man. Yeah. That's no, cool. Never happens. Never, <laughs> never. No. All right. Thank you, Nick and Mandy hey! from New Zealand. Long distance listeners on the Preston and Steve show. And uh, and Nixon for a treat because he gets to be in the studio when Jackie freaking Bam yeah! Bam is here. How do I follow that accent? <laughs> You I don't mean, have an accent at all. No, no. Just a little South Philadelphia in the house. How you doing, man? I am wonderful. I haven't seen this time in the morning in moons. I, I yeah. know, I know. So you're filling in for Pierre this week and next week? Or is he, he sometimes he takes two weeks? He told me he's going on tour with the Stones, so well, I don't know it, when he'll be back. It'll be a while. Yeah. Fair enough. Are, are, are you excited? We're excited to have I'm you on and see you during the week. I woke up and I heard uh, Christmas music in the Hallmark Channel. I said, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to bring my book of uh, Santa Tracker show so I can hear a bullet going off downstairs <laughs> with Bill West. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah Bill. Bill actually gave special uh, instruction not to play Burl Ives or anything like that. So. <laughs> Jackie will play anything and yeah. everything under the sun. Put one foot in front of... Come on, Case. If, if he's asked to do so, he will do it, but uh, only during the you call it. Right, right, right. Of course, yeah. but, uh, special dispensation. No. I'm uh, sticking to the script today. None of that you call a Friday night. <laughs> All right. I, I was read the riot act. Well, do you... You know you have to help us with the word of the week, right? I do. Okay, so you ready to go on that? I'm ready. Let's do that. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... The letter M as in Mick Jagger. All right, perfect. And we have four ringside seats for WWE Extreme Rules Sunday, July 14th, Wells Fargo Center. You can see uh, Coffee Kingston, Kevin Owens, and Dolph Ziggler in a WWE Championship triple threat match. Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin in a WWE Universal Championship table match. And many more of your favorite Raw and SmackDown Live superstars. Tickets start at just $25 at www.wellsfargocenterphilly.com. So we will give that away on Friday. Get yourself set. What am I doing? Is this? I just want you And who is it, Jackie? Mr. Gino Vanelli. <laughs> there was a time where Jackie wouldn't stop singing this song. So Casey asked him, told him, stop doing that. And he was like, oh man, I'm so sorry. And then, uh, that's a regular during you like, call Friday night. Yeah, and then like 10 seconds later, he's like, I just want to stop. And I had just flipped my lid at that point. It was while you were prepping for the show. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Uh, what do you got in store for today's program, Jackie? Well, we got air uh, air conditioned workforce blocks. We mentioned Mick Jagger, the Stones, kicking off the tour in Chicago. We'll talk about that. Of course, we'll do the Stones, a super duper Alice Cooper and uh, the Croutons. Mm. Motley friggin' Krill. Oh, nice. ah, yeah, I love that. I love Croutons, it. I like that. All right, let me thank 
these sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. Also brought to you by Winter Airport Parking, fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. And by New Jersey Transit. Next stop, summer. Visit njtransit.com slash summer for all of the details. Tomorrow should be pretty exciting. Number one, it is uh, Tattoos Day, so somebody's going to win a free Preston and Steve tattoo. We will have in the studio tomorrow morning Hooper from Stranger Things, and that is Mr. David Harbour. He will be here in our studio. They just released a new trailer. Hooper, I'm going to say Hopper. Hopper. Yeah. They just released a new trailer for uh, season three. Oh, my God. Yeah. Looks super intense. So we're looking forward to that. Those things and more. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve. Love you. Hate you. Line. Just because I'm a contractor working in your house doesn't give you the right to act like a nasty, stuck-up bitch and treat me like Why don't you go Stop being so stuck up. Next message. So the woman jogging on 23 with no sports bra. Thank you. You made my Saturday so much brighter. Next message. So it smells like weed. It looks like weed, but it isn't weed. I can't believe people actually go out and they buy some of this fake-ass weed. This is fake weed. It's a crime. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Hey, my name is Nate Bender from Checkpoint XP, and if you like video games, you should subscribe to the Checkpoint XP Daily Podcast from B-Pod Studios. On Checkpoint XP, we talk about the biggest stories in gaming, like the loot box controversy and the U.S. government getting involved with regulating video games. We also cover the latest news in the growing world of esports, like Nate Nanzer leaving the Overwatch League and joining Epic to jumpstart the Fortnite esports scene, or Tifu suing the esports organization that represents him phase clan and checkpoint xp gets access to some of the biggest names in video gaming and geek culture like sam regal from critical role and one of the best smash players in the world hungry box of team liquid so if you want to keep up on the latest in the world of video games make sure you're subscribed to the checkpoint xp daily podcast for new episodes monday through friday Find us at bpodstudios.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.